I don't understand. We've used knives, arrows, slings, axes, spears, and everything else, but nothing is working. The monster just shrugs off everything. It's like the boss's energy is unlimited, but that can't be. Eventually, something we're doing will make this bunny die. Wait, I think I see its power source. Oh no, no, we can't win. Not against this. Still going. Long-lasting Energizer batteries keep going and going. Hey, Paisanos, it's the Backtrack Brothers Super Show! We're the Backtrack Brothers, and old school our games. We're not like the others. We get all the faith. If your back love's in trouble, you can call us in the double. We're more retro than the others. You'll be hooked on the brothers. You're hooked on the brothers. For a treat, so hang on to your seat. Get ready for adventure from RPG so we have consoles, computers, handhelds, and the others. Listen to our show, you'll be hooked on the brothers. Yeah, yeah. RPG Backtrack, where we talk about computer and console role-playing games from the way back when, right up through yesteryear. Here are your hosts, Phil Willis and Mike Minky. And welcome to another hunt, I mean another episode of the RPG Backtrack. This is episode number 185. What are we What are we calling this one, Mike? The hunt is on. The hunt is on. And that deep, beautiful, baritone voice is the one, the only, Mr. Mike Minky. Tis I, but unfortunately I cannot join you for much of this because when I tried Monster Hunter once upon a time, I was doing it with an old 3DS which had only one circle stick and it didn't work out very well. That's, no. what, I'm char- that's what I'm chalking it up to. Anyway. No, I, I imagine it wouldn't, even though I, I hear a tale of fable there are people who actually somehow play this game without Circle Pride Pro or the little thumb number that comes with a new 3DS. Perhaps one of those people is the fellow hunter who has joined me to talk to Wax and Wayne about Monster Hunter series. That is Mr. Michael Apps. That is me. I did play it without the Circle Pad Pro. Mm-mm-mm. Including well, the swimming levels. Woo, doggity. Well, I'm going to take an extra swim of my Red Rock double IPA just for you, brother. Mmm. That's some good shiz. And you need a lot of that. You need a lot of this uh, double IPA if you are doing Monster Hunter 3 underwater without some sort of 3D camera control, because that's insane. Oh, yes. That's insane. But we're, 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 we're getting ahead of ourselves. Tonight, we will be talking about the Monster Hunter series of games. Not a coincidence, this is just a couple of months after the release of Monster Hunter World. But we're here to talk about all the games that came before it. And which ones are... Although, wait a minute, Phil. Didn't you write your first review in quite a while for Monster Hunter World? I did. I mean, I think it's been at least three, four years. Maybe five or six. You know, since yeah, that it, one it game, been a while. that one game that scarred me for life. Was that uh, some, some something about a tower and <laughs> um, terrible first-person dungeon crawling? I, I, I'm sorry, Abs, you're, you're breaking up. <laughs> I, I don't. I think. Oh, the re- Dark Spire. That was it. Oh, fuck you, Abs. <laughs> fuck you, B. <laughs> 
Yeah, this was supposed to be a night where you enjoy yourselves. Uh, it's and, supposed to be a positive uh, night. Apps, don't take this away from me, you son of a... PG-13, PG-13, gotta keep reminding myself. <laughs> okay, alright. So, uh, we're gonna put on some Monster Hunter music, and we're gonna come back. And our goal tonight, I think, Mr. Apps and I are on the same page here. Our goal tonight is to uh, is to is to teach those of you who've jumped into Monster Hunter World that that there's a there is a an older better Monster Hunter game out there for you, right, Matt, Mr. Apps? That is correct. The that best is Monster Hunter. the best Monster Hunter game. But we got to build I, up. Go ahead. Yep. Yep. No, I was just going to say the best Monster Hunter that some cool dude on our site gave a five out of five. Yeah, some dude, some random stranger. But uh, but we're we're gonna talk about more about that. But first, we're gonna we're gonna go through the entire history after we return from this musical selection. We're ready to talk about the Monster Hunter series of videos games. Now, there are, I, I think there's got to be close to a dozen by now, if not a full dozen. If you were to go through the entire history of Monster Hunter games proper, a number of those games are only uh, are Japan-only releases. Uh, and, then, of course, we got some of those here through the PSP and stuff. What we're going to do tonight, rather than go through all dozen of them, is we're going to touch on the ones that were memorable to Mr. Apps and myself as Monster Hunter fans. Mr. Apps' history goes back further than mine, as I actually only joined the bandwagon about a year or so ago. And and I've just been going hog ham on it since. But Mr. Apps has been doing this for years. He's an old pro, and he started off with the original Monster Hunter game, or at least well, a port remake of it, right? Well, let's be... To, to clear things up a bit, I haven't been playing it that much longer than you. Three Ultimate was when I really got into it, uh, but I've kind of been dabbling with it or since the original PSP release. But three old, I mean, even three Ultimate came out a while back. 
we're going to talk history. about later. But yeah, it, so you've been in a while. Uh, so yeah. let's let's talk about now. The original Monster Hunter game came out on the PlayStation Two. Was developed. All these games are developed by Capcom. Tent. Uh, and published by Capcom. It was released in Japan on March 11, 2004, and later in North America on September September 21st, 2004. So we're talking uh, we're talking uh, about 14 years ago, 13 years ago and a half for the North American version. Uh, and then, but you played the uh, later version of that on the Wii, right? Yes. This so... this is a single player multiplayer action RPG. I have to say that I forgot. But yes. Yes. So there's a very good reason I've only played the Wii version, and that is uh, there was a very weird thing about the first Monster Hunter and the sequel, which only came out in Japan, and that is uh, instead of using like the face buttons on the controller to do your attacks, um, all the attacks are controlled with the second analog stick. Get out. Honest to God. No, no, the second analog stick is used for camera controls. Everybody knows this. First analog stick used for moving your character around. Second one used for camera. Everybody knows this. <laughs> this sounds uh, like a very cumbersome control process. It quite. Uh, it was kind of a trend at, at the time. I know there were a few other games back then that did the same thing. Uh, I say Two Human on 360 was in the same general time period. I think there were some others. And it just does not really work all that well. And... Don't think the game ever found much of an audience here. It did have online in the original release, uh, despite I'm sure people have heard lots of complaining about this series not having online for quite a while. The original game had online. So let's 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 take a step back for just a moment, though, sure. and, and talk about what is Monster. For those pe- there might be somebody out there who has never played a Monster Hunter game before. Poor souls, poor poor souls. So let us take you to a little bit of school here, Monster Hunter basically put you in the role of somebody who hunts monsters. I know it's a shock, but that is what Shocking. you're doing. <laughs> this game delivers on what it advertises, right? Wait, you mean the title is accurate? For once. For once. You get what you pay for. You get what's on the cover. Uh, you are someone who's going to go out and hunt monsters in this series of action RP games. Uh, well, you... That is more accurate than Final Fantasy has been for a long time. Oh, don't get me started. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> We're already running late. We already started late tonight. Mike Mike Meeky wants to keep us up until 2 a.m. Get me off on that tangent, Mike. Go ahead. See how long you're on the air. So, <laughs> so... I forgot what I was going to say. Yeah, right? Uh, you, you are, you know, you generally speaking, in most of these games, and you can correct me, Mike, if this is not the way it is in Monster, the first Monster Hunter, but in all the other ones I played, you are given quests by somebody to go out and hunt monsters, for the most part. There's also gathering quests and capture quests, capturing monsters, hunting monsters. It's all the same thing. And gathering just helps you get ready to hunt the monster because you're going to be gathering a lot of materials. But you got to go out and kill the monsters. There are no levels. There are no experience points. When you go out and kick the crap out of a monster, you carve them into little bits and pieces. Claws, fangs, leather ar- leather scraps, whatever. And you take these back to town, and there's somebody in town who will turn them into beautiful, gorgeous weapons and armor pieces that will in turn make you stronger because they have higher attack and defense values and special properties occasionally that will enable you to take on tougher monsters. The only other thing helping you out here, since you don't have levels, is your own skill, as well as the items you take with you. Because as you're out in the world hunting these monsters, you'll come across plants, bugs, rocks that you can mine for ore, 
And these in turn can be turned into, as well as some of these can be turned into armor and the such. But for the most part, you're looking at turning these into potions and consumables, uh, traps and, and other gizmos that can help you fight. So in a way, it does a really great job of making you feel like you're a hunter. You're relying on the land and using it intelligently to craft up the weapons and the defenses you need to take on these huge creatures, right? Am I wrong here? Is this the way the no, first one correct. is? Okay. It is. And and when you're combining, <laughs> you're picking up these seeds and these bugs, part of the experience is you're also going to be combining the, to make the traps and stuff, you use a, a combining method to combine them. How was that in the first Monster Hunter game, by the way? Uh, it's about the same as the newer ones. For the most part, there's just uh, a lot fewer monster types. There's fewer weapons. I think there's only like five weapon types or so. It's pretty crude. According to my notes... The five blade master type or the weapon types were sword and shield, great sword, lances, hammers, and dual sword, which weren't even yes. available on the Japanese version. Um, and and there were a couple of elements to go with that. Right. You also had light bow and uh, light bow gun and heavy bow gun. Correct. So you didn't have that many choices way way back when I was playing Monster Hunter. We only had a half a dozen weapons to pick from. Not the 14 <laughs> you youngins have nowadays. You're spoiled. And we had to use the second analog stick to control our weapons. That's right there, Wilbur. That's how we used to do things back in the day. So- <laughs> oh my goodness what else do you remember uh, uh what was what when you did so did you start with this one or was it that you played a later one and then you're like oh i wonder what the series was like back in the day so i went back to it <clears throat> yeah it it was going back to it uh so they had the the wii re-release and my wii is hacked so i imported it from J- to japan to mess around with and never played it all that much because uh yeah the original is pretty crude <laughs> Um, doesn't have so any wait, of the weapon uh, types I really like, and yeah. On the Wii, are you stuck using motion controls for your attacks? No, so that's the good thing about the Wii version. You can play it just like all the newer titles. Use face buttons to attack. I think it does have, like, the legacy controls where you use thumbstick. It may have motion controls, too. But, yeah, you can play with the face buttons, so... I think that makes it superior to the PS2 version. Yeah, I know. There's there's an immediate uh, yeah. improvement right there. Like, <laughs> Oh my god, that's insane. So, so yeah, uh, boys and girls, this is where the, the beginning happened. And look, you know, everybody on this podcast, we're big into retro gaming. And, and we're going to give you some reason to play some older Monster Hunter games. But don't start at the beginning on this one. No, the, no It's not worth it. Not worth it. Just, just, just say no. Yeah. Um, no. Yeah. Not even, not even the PSP release, re-release. It's pretty much the same as this. Just obviously with better controls, Horror graphics and whatnot. It's yeah. Worth it. Skip it. Skip it. Skip it. So then, then there but was. Wait, we know controlling this type of game on the PSP with one analog stick is a breeze, right? Oh, we're getting there. Oh, don't <laughs> jump ahead, Mike. Don't okay. jump ahead. I uh, forgot how many Monster Hunters are on PSP. Oh, there's so many. Uh, so so and that and, and that's a great segue because. You know, uh, the, with the success of the first one, specifically in Japan, not the hugest success here in the United States, uh, they not only start re- re- releasing sequels, but each each proper sequel or generational Monster Hunter game got like a, a numerous spinoffs. 
it, it would take too much time to go through all of those, especially the ones that just were Japan exclusive. So again, we're, that's not the purpose of this uh, the, the, this podcast today. Uh, so we talked about the first one, and, and Mr. Apps played actually a port or spinoff that came out on the Wii. Uh, now, this did you play any of the second Monster Hunter 2? I did. I have a PS2 copy of it and have played it on my also hacked PS2. All right, so let me get this proper introduction. The original Monster Hunter 2 game again developed and published by Capcom, was released in Japan on February 16th, 2006. Uh, and and I'm sure there's been a number of ports and all kinds of shit. So which one did you play, Mike? So, I mean, I have played the original PS2 release. I've mm-hmm. played the PSP version. And then there is the updated PSP version. Now, are all of those imports or were those properly brought to... Where the those, PSP like version the PSP versions were brought here. That's uh, Freedom, Freedom, Freedom Two, and it's, Freedom Unite. Freedom to Unite. All right. So, yeah. well, uh, Mas- it's, it's just it's just it's just Freedom, Freedom Unite. Unite. Yeah, but it's in Japan. It's two G. Two G. Oh my gosh. Yeah, you need a spreadsheet, boys and girls. Monster <laughs> Hunter Freedom Unite <laughs> came to North America on June twenty second, two thousand and nine. So quite a few years afterwards. You can also, and this is kind of weird, you can play you can get Monster Hunter Freedom Unite on your iOS device. Oh that's scary. Have you tried it? <laughs> I have. Does that work? It technically it works. <laughs> I have no interest in actually playing it on that, but yeah, technically it works. <laughs> Alright. So you get to pick one of these versions to talk about which one do you want to talk about today? Uh, two freedom or freedom unite or whatever the hell it's called or 2g or whatever i mean they're all relatively the same okay pick the, the one that you played the most i played all okay freedom unite <laughs> i played the most all though. right freedom unite all right fair enough all right so, so tell us about freedom unite so freedom unite is 2g and it's kind of the origins of the updated re-release uh trend of monster hunter so they do a release and they do basically a re-release with an expansion um, you, and not that you can get the expansion separately. No, you have to rebuy the game. You can transfer your character over, but yeah, you have to rebuy the game. And that's how they made lots of money, I'm sure. And Capcom shareholders laughed all the way to the bank. <laughs> yeah, but uh, I, I'm, I can't recall exactly what Freedom Unite added, other than I believe it had a, like a different village you operate from. Let me help you out here. Monster Hunter Freedom Unite has more missions, equipment, and monsters than Monster Hunter Freedom 2. And a new feature is a feline fighter to help you on your quest. Rarity 9 and 10 weapons as well have been added. And now players can hold 99 of each item type in their box, store up to 20 equipment sets, and get 10 equipment pages instead of 6. <laughs> Feel the raw so, power. <laughs> so this is the one that really started to get me in this in the series. Since mm-hmm. There's still like little to no story. You're in the village and hunting down monsters. And there's little motivation to actually do that other than hey, we need you to take down this monster. Mm-hmm. Um, but it added. There's it's got a lot more weapons than the earlier games. It has the gun lance, which is what got me through three uh, ultimate and. Uh, made me a much bigger fan it's got a lot of different monster types and it feels a lot more straightforward than two and one did like one freedom and freedom two so it felt like the series was starting to come into its own at that point still a ways off i mean it's 
it still was definitely felt like uh, primarily a, a game designed for multiplayer, and the single player was not all that refined. But it was getting there. But I never finished it or anything. I didn't really have anyone to play with, and like I said, since multiplayer was the focus, kind of uh, single player was a bit lacking. Mm-hmm. Now, looking at some screenshots of this, I mean, one of the things I've noticed that we haven't talked about yet, that's a trademark for every Monster Hunter game until Monster Hunter, is as you're going to hunt these monsters, you, you, whether you're in a forest or you're in the plains or you're in a desert, the map that you're hunting them down on is basically segmented into rooms, right? Yes. So presumably to be able to make these quote-unquote rooms look nice and uh, still actually make it a game that the systems the series uh, existed on could actually run, they had to split things up into segmented areas that look really nice, are relatively big, but instead of being like an actual open area... You know, it kind of goes to a little loading screen between areas. And I believe on PSP, this even had, like, an an install you can do on your memory stick to reduce load times. Now, I know playing some of the later games, the memory, I mean, on my 3DS, the loading screens between the areas is very, very brief. Uh, Is that the way it was back in the old days when you were a kid? I I don't (laughs) believe it was as quick as the 3ds but it wasn't that bad especially if you did the data install it wasn't bad at all fair enough um so did you play a lot with other people or were you pretty much doing the single player yeah pretty much doing single player uh i didn't really know anybody that cared about the psp at all hey Um, wait a minute i like my psp I mean, well, and the thing is, it didn't have online, which is, you know... Oh, I, right. yeah. It had to be local wireless, right? Yeah. Oh, ouch. So, so I think my brother had a PSP at this time, but I, mean, I was... You weren't able to open up his mind to the awesomeness that is Monster Hunter? Well, I didn't see him all that much. I think I was still in college at the time, so... Uh, I have heard that this works better in Japan just because you tend to take lots of public transportation with lots of people packed around you who might be playing on a PSP or now a Vita. And it doesn't work so well in this country where you're probably not surrounded by a whole bunch of people who will actually be playing the same thing you are. Yeah, it's not really work, especially when the PSP is not as popular here. So, or... You know, it was relatively popular, but I don't think many people were buying Monster Hunter, and I don't think Capcom was doing all that much to promote it. Like, I don't think I even knew the first one came out on PSP for a while. The no, I mean, I I kind of got into the series backwards, so I was interested in like fantasy star online type games at the time, and this, from a glance, looked like it was kind of that thing, which is which is not at all, uh, but. Yeah, that's kind of how I found out, found out about it. I, I don't think I really ever saw much advertising for Capcom, but yeah. Now here's here's so here's a little statistics, boys and girls. So I, you know, as we talk about these older games, just to help you understand just how you know big this is. The Japanese version of this PSP game sold uh, within its first week sold a million copies. Uh, <laughs> within a few years, I just 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 a million in the first week. Yeah. Within yeah. Within a couple what of years, has sold a million copies on North American PSP. PSP, right? I mean, uh, hell, the Grand Theft Auto games, and I think that's it. <laughs> as of, <laughs> as of, you know, as of 2009, 
you know, which is probably a couple years later, the game had sold 3.5 million copies in Japan. That's insane. Here we're... Keep in mind, this is a re-release of a, a game. A re-release, uh, yeah. <laughs> re-release with that's, additional content. That's that's just that's just insane. Remember when Grand Theft Auto Vice City was ported onto the original Xbox and it sold just as many copies as the first time? Oh wait, yeah. I don't. <laughs> yeah, no. Yeah, no. Um, so uh, and then overall, the game has sold 3.6 million copies worldwide. This is for the PSP. That obviously doesn't have a huge success, uh, you know, just just doing... Well, wait, you, you said 3.5 million in Japan and 3.6 million worldwide. Mm. Let me do the math here. Mm. Yeah, well, I think I saw it in the bargain bin in the pawn shop and I passed. Well, I, I didn't know the awesomeness that was Monster Hunter back in those days. Because they didn't, as, as Zaps point out, they didn't do a great job advertising. Here's a sad fact that could suggest how many extra copies they may have had in the West. Capcom did a release of Monster Hunter Freedom 2 and Monster Hunter Freedom Unite in, like, a double pack. Okay. Which, I don't know why you would do that, because... They're kind of the Freedom, same game, Freedom, right? Freedom Unite is two! Yeah, it's just... It's just ex- expanded content. Expanded content, yeah. Yeah. <sighs> All right. But th- that was two. It was a nice stepping stone, made some improvements. But let's go on to the true improvement of the series. Let's talk about swimming. Okay, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Monster Hunter. We're going to we're gonna move on to the third generation because this is where I kind of jump in. At least later on, the I jump in on the tail end of the third generation. Monster Hunter Portable 3rd uh, was released oh, here. Was oh, released. Oh. What? You're no. skipping Monster Hunter Try. Isn't that all part of the same? Isn't it part of the same family? Try three yep. third. But it came. It came before Portable Third. Oh my gosh! Hold on one second. We, I type we, in we try. Have talk, we, we have right, to talk Monster about Hunter swimming try. first. Okay, swimming. Swimming. Sw- okay. I yes, you're right. I love to talk about <laughs> swimming because swimming is awesome. Monster Hunter Try or Third or whatever the hell you want to call it. Monster Hunter Try. This was uh, released on the Nintendo Wii. Later on, on the Nintendo 3DS, if you look at, I guess, the Ultimate version, whatever. In North America, it was April 20th, 2010. In Japan, it was August 1st, 2009. Later, of course, a couple years later, if you're talking about the Ultimate version with all the extras included, this is another single-player, multiplayer action RPG experience. I played Ultimate. You played the original Try? I did. Okay. Of course I did. But the important I... part, the important thing is they both have awesome swimming. Yes. Swimming. By yes, I mean... Ugh. Ugh. So understand, boys and girls, <laughs> that Monster Hunter is an action RPG. When you're fighting off the monster, your ability to be able to dodge those blows, you know, when the monster's taking swipes at you, your timing is everything. It's critical. And and the the movement is is just a key part of the experience. Remember, I said before, you don't really level up. Your ability to take down a monster is based on you know whatever consumables you brought with you, the armor that you've carved up from previous monsters, and and being able to get the right skills because your skills all all key off the armor. Was that by the way going back to the first one? I forgot to ask. It, was that also in the first game where you had certain skills keyed off of different armor sets? Uh, I never got far enough in the first one. To find Fair out. enough. Second one. 
Yes. Was it in the second one? Okay. Yes. So yeah, definitely in three. As you as you will, each monster can be turned into a full armor set if you farm farm it enough. But each what makes each one different is uh, is the skills that they, you can get by equipping their armor. So you can min and max pieces, and we'll talk about more about that system in a minute. Um, but with monster monster hunter, most of your ability to survive an encounter with the monster is based on your ability to GTFO when it's really laying on the damage. So Monster well, Hunter 3 decided... If you're fighting a monster in the water, wouldn't the monster's movements also be slowed by water? You know, Monster Hunter 3 doesn't think so. Monster oh. Hunter 3 decided to introduce water, which not only introduces... And I'm going to let Mr. Apps take this in just a second because he can vent on it. But not only introduces full 3D control, but sluggishness because, of course, going through water isn't as fast as jumping through the air. So, Mr. Apps, tell us... Tell us about the experience that is swimming. Uh, so imagine your favorite action game, and imagine that you now have to fight. Let's let's say you're fighting. Uh, I don't know um, some sort of amphibious lizard. So something accustomed to moving around in the water, and you now have to jump into the water that it is accustomed to move in very quickly. And um, now you've like you are stuck in jello, whereas the monster continues to move at its normal speed and um, absolutely destroys you. And also, you have to watch out for your air supply. And also, again, you move like you're in freaking jello. Ooh, I, I love it when I have to watch out for my air supply in Sonic games, uh, at least early ones. <laughs> Keep in mind, this is a game where you already, of course, you're keeping track of your health, but you also have your stamina to manage, uh, especially with certain you know weapon types that use stamina to power them. But hey, let's just keep a track of another beater. <laughs> Where's the oxygen yeah. at? And to top it all off, it contained a final boss battle completely underwater where there's nowhere to surface. So you have to beat it in, what, 30 seconds or else you drown? No, there's there's items you can get to like refill your air supply, but um, it's a really long battle, so you may run out of them. What are, what are these like inhalers for asthmatics? I I don't remember. What Pre- they were. Pretty much, that's actually what they were called asthmatic devices. <laughs> <laughs> there was there was there's yeah there's there's usually actually I mean to be fair the oxygen meter at least in ultimate I don't know if this is like they they improved it. But in Ultimate, it would last a solid, I swear it lasted for like a good five minutes. Yeah, it lasts a long time. Yeah, it lasts a long time. It just ended up being something else you had to manage because in a tough monster hunter encounter, not only you're managing your health and your stamina, but we haven't gotten into uh, the consumables. Uh, There are buffs like uh, armor powder, armor seeds. And armor potions. Each one of those are on separate timers. So if you're really trying to keep your defense really high, which you would in, a, I don't know, a big boss encounter, you're you're trying to keep up with those. Plus, you also have similar buffing items for attack as well as defense. So you've got literally six different items right there. Plus the items you need to maintain your health and your stamina. Sharpen your weapon if you're using a melee weapon or your ammunition if you're using a ranged weapon. And then let's just throw in oxygen into the mix. Because that's awesome. And these battles can last a long time. So, I mean, when you're in the heat of combat, you may not necessarily be, you know, constantly checking at a stupid little meter as you're trying to, you know, not be killed by a giant beast. But that's how I love to play my action games, by constantly pausing and looking at the menu. Don't you? (laughs) To be fair, to be fair, Apps, in Monster Hunter 4, 
Okay, no, I'm gonna save it. I'm gonna save it. I'm gonna save it. I'm gonna, I'm gonna save it. Just put a pin in it. Remind me of oxygen meter. Put a pin in it. <laughs> okay, so water combat not the most exciting thing on Earth in, no. in Monster Hunter Try. What did it do right though? Tell, let's talk about some of the exciting things that the Monster sure. Hunter Try series brought to the table. So as most Monster Hunter games do, it brought new monsters to the table. It brought some pretty nice hunting grounds to the table. Even the one, even some of the ones that contained water were okay. Uh, but most importantly of all, it brought online back to the series. Online and is awesome! I think that's when people in the West started to take more notice of the series, even though, you know, it's a Wii game, and that's not exactly where big-time gamers were looking for that this sort of experience. But it got some notice. I think it did pretty well in the U.S., and um, there was a pretty healthy online community for, I think, until they shut the servers down, so um, it was definitely a well-liked game here. Uh, I think... It was a bit, in my opinion, the original release was a bit lacking in weapon types. Like it had fewer than Freedom Unite, which for series like this, you don't really want to. Once you start building up stuff like that, you don't want to reduce it between, especially for a big new release. So, to some extent, it was a step back from Freedom Unite. But you know, getting the online in there, I think, was really important. And uh, yeah, getting it off the PSP at that point was also important. Even though, well, um, the portable version of this uh, sold in absurdly well. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So well. can I talk about can I talk about that version now? Uh, sure, sure. Okay. So I believe before like the ultimate version of three that came to 3DS and Wii U, they did a PSP version of the third generation called Monster Hunter Portable Third. Which is a bit interesting because um, unlike the other releases, which are all relatively similar, um, they took the water come out of this one because obviously the PSP is a bit underpowered compared to the other systems. And oh, oh wait, 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 wait! I'm sorry, you said a new game. I'm sorry, I have to do my bit here. Monster okay. Hunter Portable Third, developed and published by Capcom, released in Japan on December first, twenty ten. This is an action RPG single and multiplayer experience for your PSP handheld system. Well, wait, you said they took out water combat, but this is the PSP, so we're lacking a second analog stick. Sure, but so one of the big things about Monster Hunter that people always made fun of is don't have a second analog stick. So for some reason, people play this where they had to keep some weird hand configuration on the damn system, so they constantly had control of the camera using the D-pad. They called it, like, the claw or something. Whereas most people that play these games would just occasionally tap the L button, which centers the camera, and that's all you have to do. Not a big okay. deal. Yeah. So I never could, I never understand the weird way people were playing this game where they had to have constant camera control and were just doing some bizarre, destroy, destroying their hands to play these games. Hey, Carpal Tunnel is absolutely worth it for a couple of hours of the game, right? (laughs) Sure. Um, but yeah, all things considered, uh, water combat would not really have worked on the PSP. I think mostly just because of the hardware involved. Uh, so they put in like some unique hunting grounds, and one of the cool things they did was there was a new unique monster in that game, and that was 
uh, Zingor, I think it's pronounced, which is like this really cool-looking electrified beast. Uh, it's, uh, I think, one of my favorite things to fight in the series. It's pretty nasty. And they also made a new village for this game, which is all, like, Japanese-themed. Um, and it's just, you know, it's a really... It feels more in line with uh, Freedom Unite than Try did. And though it doesn't have online play or some some of the nicer graphical touches that Try did, uh, overall, it's definitely a better version of 3 than Try. But is it a better version than 3 Ultimate? I am not hearing uh, a definitive answer here. (laughs) While you're thinking about that... uh, I don't know. (laughs) While you're thinking about that, uh, you mentioned earlier that uh, the weapons have been, you know, kind of went up and then they went back down with 3rd. In 3rd, I believe, according to notes here, you had the great sword, the long sword, the sword and shield... The dual blades, the hammer, the hunting horn, the lance, the gun lance, the switch axe. Oh, wait a minute. No, no, no. Oh, I'm totally reading this the wrong way. In this game, you have the great sword, the long sword, the short and shield, the dual blades, the hammer, the hunting horn, the lance, the gun lance, the switch axe, the light and heavy bow gun, as well as the bow. The dual blades, hunting horn, gun lance, and bow were not present, I think, in the original ones. That does sound right Correct. to you? Yeah. That is correct. Yeah. And and, and this is important, bummer. boys and girls, because you're like, what's the big deal? So it has fewer weapons or more weapons or whatever have you. So the reason is, is in the absence of experience, points, and levels, and any sort of class system whatsoever, the weapons are everything in this game. When you decide to wield a great sword, you get a slow but very powerful weapon that rewards you thinking a few seconds ahead and planning your strikes properly immediately putting your weapon away dodging and then pulling it back out again whereas with like let's say the sword and shield which is a much faster weapon that rewards you know combos and moving around really quick and really fast and using your shield occasionally to block or to bash the monster in the head the hunting horn is a slower weapon but you can use it to buff yourself and or your teammates uh, it goes on and on, but uh, the, the, the suffice to say, each weapon, in a manner of speaking, is kind of like a different class in most RPGs because mm-hmm. each weapon handles so differently, has its <laughs> own combo list, has its own th- way that, like for example, that it powers up, like the like the longsword powers up by getting good combos on the enemies and then doing spirit hits. And when you, when you finish a, a spirit chain properly on a monster. The, the longsword powers up essentially for a while and it can go from white to yellow to orange to red or something like that uh, becoming more powerful with each iteration as you continue to work your way up the ladder so it, it, it basically rewards a highly offensive play style whereas something like the lance rewards more of a defensive play style where you're constantly guarding with the shield and then as soon as the monster hits you attack and in later versions there's a counter button that will reward proper timing of the defense with an immediate counterattack. Uh, that's what makes this game. That's one of the things that makes this game so awesome. Just when I'm starting to get bored with it, I'll swap to a different weapon. It's an entirely mm-hmm. new experience. Yeah, they really, really do all play pretty differently. Mm-hmm. It's, especially the bow guns. If you start messing around with those, it's like playing a completely different game almost. Remind me about the bow gun of Monitor Four. So, what was what? What are some of your most exciting memories with Monster Hunter Three? 
I think one of the biggest ones was the first time I fought a Zingor in Portable 3rd. Because uh, I'm, uh, I'm not kidding around with how nasty this thing is. Like, it's pretty nasty in general, moves really quick, it's huge, and then at some point it gets enraged and, like, summons lightning bolts and uh, is quicker and scarier and, uh, yeah. It, I think it took me a while to finally take one down. So it's Kieran. Uh, it's Kieran, but it's not a stupid-looking unicorn, yes. Don't make fun of Kieran. I turned <laughs> him into beautiful-looking armor in Monster Hunter World. Uh, and story. Uh, so, <laughs> now here's a question for you. Uh, and we're going to talk about 3 Ultimate in a minute. But, yep. uh, and I'll give my opinion when we get there. But do you think... Do you, so so would you recommend people go back and play Monster Hunter Portal? Yes. Um, obviously, it was a Japan-only release, but there is a fan translation. For the PSP version, I should note there was a... Uh, you can get an HD version of the PSP game on PS3, which there may also be a fan translation of. I haven't looked into that. Um, but you can actually swap your save between the two. Um, but there's also no online play on the PS3 version. It's just... It's basically an upscaled version of the PSP. But I would definitely recommend people check it out. Uh, it, it plays really nice. Uh, it's got lots of cool monsters and, and stuff. And, um, you know, if you've kind of burnt through a lot of the other games, it provides a different way to play free. And, you know, it's, it's, it's definitely the best of the PSP games as well. I think going back to, like, Freedom Unite or especially Freedom, uh, which I tried to play pretty least recently, is pretty hard because uh, they're lacking a lot of the more recent niceties. But, um, yeah, three port- Portable 3rd feels more in line with more recent games, and it's uh, it's pretty nice. And you can probably find it for pretty cheap. I mean, you know, I, I, they sold enough copies, uh, like nearly 5 million, so I, but, I well, definitely recommend yeah, uh, but you had to find the patch to make it in English be Japanese. Yeah, but I mean, I've played. If you've pl- if you're familiar with Monster Hunter games, it's really not that hard to play play one in Japanese. Yeah, there you go. So let's, e- everything's got icons. Now, if you're like Uncle Phil, okay, <laughs> and you don't care much for the Japanese and patching because you're lazy, then let's talk about Monster Hunter Three Ultimate, yes. the best game ever because you can swim. No, uh, so, <laughs> no, Monster Hunter 3 Ultimate is the ultimate version of Monster Hunter 3, and that means swimming is awesome, because they're saying it's the ultimate version and swimming is in it, therefore swimming must be awesome. Well, I think it did, you know, I never really dug into this exactly. I believe it has less swimming than the original release, but I never completely confirmed that. I just remember hearing that somewhere, that they had reduced the number of, like, swimming quests or something. Well, fair enough. But uh, yes, it has, it has glorious swimming! Yeah, right? <laughs> uh, you can... Uh, so, Monster Hunter 3 Ultimate was released initially December 10, 2011, and we got it on Nintendo 3DS in the Wii U, and while, while not everybody agrees that swimming is the most awesome thing ever in the Monster Hunter series... There was one thing that Monster Hunter 3 Ultimate did that was awesome in the series. Do you know what that is, Mr. Apps? 
let you swap your save between the 3DS and the Wii U? Hell yes! Yes! Absolutely. <laughs> so this is awesome thing, boys and girls. Now, mind you, I'm discovering this after the fact, because I actually jumped in originally with Monster Hunter 4, and then just recently, when it was on sale, jumped back into Monster Hunter 3, I'm figuring, what the hell not? And for six bucks, I can get one. For another six bucks, I can get the Wii U edition. Why not? This is so awesome. So <laughs> you're playing your character on your 3DS. When you get home, you get on your Wii U. You, there's, a, there's a little program you can download off the store that lets you upload it to your Wii U. And there's your character on your Wii U. Aside from it being on your big screen, the Wii U version of Monster Hunter 3 Ultimate is, of course, rendered in higher resolution. And with some better texturing in certain places. Uh, so it's really cool seeing your character. Of course, they don't look as good in Monster Hunter World. Of course not. But they look a hell of a lot better than your DS version. It's kind of seeing them in that new armor that you got on your 3DS version and such. That's very satisfying. Uh, so it's pretty cool. Now, the, yeah. the, the Wii U version was the one that had true online play, right? The 3DS version was local only? Yes, the 3DS version is local only. If you only had the 3DS version, there's actually a program you can download on the Wii U uh, to play the 3DS version online. Oh, which I is didn't know which, that. yeah. So so basically, it was for people that only bought the 3DS version and not the Wii U version as well. So essentially, connects you to the Wii U server and then connects your 3DS to people playing online on the Wii U. Yeah. Or or also playing online with 3DSs. Monster Hunter. Monster Hunter 3, my experience with it, has all the things you know and love. With Monster Hunter uh, series, it doesn't have some of the quality of life improvements that you get later on. It's missing some a couple of the weapons that, you're, that you got later on, but it has more weapons than before. I think yeah. it has 12. I could be I, wrong. I believe at that point it has everything that had been in the series so far. Because you, you don't have Insect Glaive and you don't have Charge Blade. Yep, those were introduced in four. Four. So that's where I'm coming up with my twelve figure because I believe there's fourteen and four. Yeah. Um, but right. but I do have my gun lance. I do have my long sword. I've been playing the long sword in that. And you do have the satisfaction of going out, killing monsters, turning them into beautiful pieces of armor, and 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 going on the hunting more stuff. It's, it's super fun. It's super awesome. Interesting little factoid: there's still people playing online. Yep. Because <laughs> I found a room with about twenty five people in it. Um, so that's pretty cool. There's still people yep. playing online. Uh, and the servers must still be going. I don't know yep. why, but they are. <laughs> and uh, so far, every time I've played online recently, it's always been people not speaking English. Nice. Uh, I don't know if they're Europeans or, or South Americans or what, but yeah, nobody's <laughs> speaking English. But they are friendly, and you know whatever quests they were putting up, they were doing, so pretty cool people let's answer a question you know that i've always had with the series and one of the things that kept me back from the series uh up until monster hunter 4 uh, until i did a lot of research and found out that my assumptions were incorrect one of the biggest most largest questions about monster hunter is can you play it alone not everybody wants to go online and play with strangers yes the answer is hell yes. Even yes. with the Monster Hunter 3. Now, Mr. Apps, you mentioned earlier that it was either Monster Hunter 1 or 2 that was primarily made for online play, right? Yeah. Monster Hunter 3, at the very least, at least Ultimate Edition, covered this with the introduction of your sidekick or sidekicks. What was he called? Chichu? Chichu was his name? Do you remember? Uh, some weird thing with some, like, 
sort of mask. I don't know. Yeah, Mask I Boy. What the, mask Boy. Mask Boy. We'll look him up yeah. later. But he's really cute. He's really funny. Apps is going to look him up online. Uh, but he, he basically is your sidekick. And, you know, depending on what mask you put on him, he can help heal you. He can help get your back. He can, he, he can do damage. You know, for the most part, I used him as a distraction. With yeah. tougher monsters... If I'm playing a more offensive build, I just need some windows of opportunity where somebody else is just drunk, distracting Bumpkin, and he did that really well. And the few extra heals he threw in here and there helped out of the buffs or whatever. And the neat thing is, if you if you do quests with only one other person, you both bring in your when you when you're uh, the little guy with you as well. Mask boy, I believe you you get two eventually. Yeah, yeah, you eventually, yeah, you get two. Um, so, and, and that was really cute. And we're going to talk about what Monster Hunter 4 lets you do in a minute. But, uh, that, that aside from the fact that the single player mission, so the game is divided into two parts. You have the, the main town where you'll pick up quest from the guild lady who is hilarious as hell. And, mm-hmm. and, and you'll go out and do those quests. And those are actually balanced for a single player with Chichu or whatever his name helping you out. Now there is a port uh, that's a totally different town. You can go to it right after towards the beginning, really. Really early on, you get the port. And when you go to port, anything you do there is balanced for multiplayer. When we say balance, and this has been a staple of the series, from what I understand, they just get a crap ton more hit points. They don't really hit any harder or anything else. They just yeah. get a crap ton of hit points. So um, you can feasibly do those multiplayer quests alone. You're just going to be in it more for the long haul. Now, I haven't played enough Monster Hunter 3 to be able to talk more definitively about what armor sets or weapons you can or can't get versus the single-player missions versus the multiplayer missions. But suffice to say, <coughs> there are plenty of players out there who played these Monster Hunter 3 Ultimate completely solo and had a really great experience from beginning all the way up to the to the you know highest-tier monsters there in the single-player. And some who have even taken on the later monsters in multiplayer mode alone because they're just so badass they can yeah well there was another nice addition to three ultimate that the series hadn't really done before because previously you know they'd have single player missions somewhat limited selection didn't have all the monsters Mm -hmm. but what came what three ultimate added was high rank single player so after you complete the main story campaign there's a second campaign of all high rank monsters uh, so you got access to a lot of the higher level monsters that normally weren't balanced for single player at all, and the series has kind of continued this from that point. Yeah, yeah. And, so yeah. And so that combined with uh, three largely having the I think the most comprehensive single player to that point really made it a more complete game instead of just this thing that you could play by yourself and was pretty good to something that you absolutely could play by yourself and at that point would probably want to find more people to play with, to be completely honest, even if you had just played a ton by yourself. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and going back now where there's only 24 people of which 23 are probably from Japan uh, (laughs) and going back and playing it now. So I'm mostly sticking to, obviously I'm only seeking single player. I'm still, I'm having a great time with, and, and I just love the fact that I can, you know, get an armor set. If you happen to have a Wii U, I know a lot of people don't have a Wii U. I happen um, to be able to upload that on my Wii U and see it on the big screen and do a little bit of big monster fights on big big screen before putting it back on my 3DS is just priceless. Um, it's really cool. 
Uh, Monster Hunter 3 Ultimate being the third game in the series also brings a lot of quality of life improvement uh, to it. And I'm a little fuzzy at which improvements came in at which which places. But, I, you know, you do have farms and stuff that you can use to get extra ingredients, right? Yep. So you don't just have to collect all your healing mushrooms and antidote mushrooms out in the wild. You also have farms that are worked on by palicos, which is another word for cats. <laughs> The cats do the hard labor for you, and uh, and you can get them to grow the seeds and the mushrooms and the the honey that you need to make healing potion antidotes and the such. They're very cute and very useful. On top of that, you've got a ship that goes out every so many days, and by days it means mission. As you're going on missions, a day passes a game, and that ship can be uh, you know, go out and get fish for you and other trades, right, Mike? Yep. Uh, and, and, uh, what's the, I forget the name of the ship. Dang, it's on the tip of my tongue. But it's, it's, it was really funny. It's the same name of the ship they use in Monster Hunter World that yeah. comes in every few days. Really? I forget the name of it. But, uh, <coughs> yeah, there, there's, uh, there's all kinds of things. There's, uh, there is, there is the headmaster son, whatever his name is, Junior. He, you can, you can talk to him. He can tell you what's going on in the wilderness he will you can trade resource points or resources and items with him to fulfill villager requests that will oftentimes open up new things for you uh including like new farmlands so that your cat can do different things uh and the such and so there's all these systems and there and i don't know what got it on between one and two and three but by the time we got to three i could definitely see that they had a lot of little subsystems Go out and get this, bring this back, give it to me, and I will enable you to be able to do this. And there's a lot of that underneath the hood in the game. Now, there is, uh, when you go into your room to sleep, which is where you save, there is your item box, and that's where you store all your loot, your pieces of monster, your seeds, your herbs, your potions you made out of the seeds and herbs, uh, and your various weapons that you created blacksmith. It's all stored in this happy little box. And one of the cool things is, in the box, you can set up different armor sets. So if you have one set for just going out and gathering items because it has bonuses to gathering items, you can quickly equip that. If you got a set for fighting fighter monsters that has better fighter resistance, you can equip that. The one thing they don't really have in this game, though, that came in later on was item set. So in English, boys and girls, what that means is every time you came back from a monster hunt, and you're until he's full of monster parts, you had to put them back into the box one at a time. <laughs> uh, yeah yeah that's a little bit of old school in there you get used to it. it's not the biggest deal in the world it's more of an irritation than anything else but but the problem was when i would go out and fight monsters i you know playing newer games you you get used to being able to have item setups you know where you can i'll have an item set up for poisonous monsters and item set up for big bosses that have more traps and yeah you had to remember to actually put pull everything out of your item box that you needed for the next fight one at a time it forced you to slow down yeah. Or you got screwed. So, uh, but but otherwise, I, I thought it. Would, I think it's pretty cool, and I'm still going to continue to put time in it from here and there, and continue to work out my character. I want to find out if the final boss is really an underwater creature still. I think my number of hours in it is sitting around 150, something Ooh. like that. I got work to catch up with you. Well, I am working on like a gold wrathian set or if Monster Hunter so. three. Yes. Holy cow! Well, maybe I'll yeah. get up there one day. We can go out hunting rapians yeah. together. Uh, so that's so that's Monster Hunter Three Ultimate. And at the end, we'll talk about. I think we'll talk a little bit more about whether or not you should go back and play the title. Um, being that it's on the 3DS, it's a little bit more accessible than some of the other ones mentioned. You but should we, absolutely go back and replay this. And by we, Wii U. 
Underrated system. Buy a Wii U just so you can play. Yeah, so just so you can point your character over. That's getting harder and harder to tell people, though, as they keep porting more and more of the better Wii U games over to the Switch. That That's a little tougher. But you can get them for cheaper on the Wii U. This is true. Oh, my gosh. The Switch taxes. All right. So before we jump into... Nintendo is laughing all the way to the bank. Oh, they yep. are. They are. They charge you twice. I can't tell you how many times you're like, oh, this game just came out on Switch. It's... It's a port, and you're like, but it costs twice as much as what I can get it for on PlayStation 3 or 4. I have now spent $120 on Bayonetta 2. <laughs> oh, that's insane. All right, all right, all right, all right. We're getting off track. Uh, we're, gonna, we're, we're now ready to talk about what is, what is arguably... the No, it isn't arguable. This is the best Monster Under game. We're going to talk about it when we come back after this musical selection. We are back, and we're ready to talk about what is, argu- not arguably, the best Monster Hunter game. And I say that, here's why I say this. Because last week, I, I, I jumped into Monster Hunter World, and I tweeted out to Mr. Apps, who I look up to as the Monster Hunter expert. After all, I only got into this game about a year ago, and I didn't even dive deep into it into the series until about three months ago. I mean, I got it a year ago. I put about 20, 30, 40 hours in, put it to the side. And then when Monster Hunter World got announced, I really jumped in. And, and since then, I put in probably three, 400 hours total between all the Monster Hunter games I played. But that's a drop in a bucket compared to what Mr. Apps has done. So mm-hmm. I when, when last week, when I jumped on a Monster Hunter World... And I said, "Come join, Mister Apps. Let's let's kill some let's kill some Rathaloses or Diabloses together." And that's like, "Yeah, cool. Let's do this." And I jumped on. I, I you know, I said, well, "So, what rank are you?" He's like, "I'm ten. I'm like, "I'm sixty-eight. What the hell, Apps?" <laughs> and I'm like, "What's going on with it? Why have you not beat high rank yet? It's been a couple of months. Why have you beat?" And Monster Hunter World goes a lot faster than the older games because it has so many quality of life improvements. Why haven't you beat high rank yet? And Mr. Rapp said to me in a clear voice, because this is not the best Monster Hunter game. I've experienced better, and I keep going back to what is best. 
So that brings us to Monster Hunter 4 Ultimate. I almost said Generations for a second there, but I did. Oh, God. (laughs) I I didn't. I didn't. I didn't. Monster Hunter 4 Ultimate uh, was released on the Nintendo 3DS in Japan on October 11, 2014. North America on February 13th, 2015. Another single multiplayer action RPG experience for your handheld Nintendo 3DS. Better on the new Nintendo 3DS Excel, uh, Monster Hunter 4 Ultimate, and 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 what Mr. Apps told me is the pinnacle, the ultimate Monster Hunter experience. Now, generally speaking, when we talk about our games here on the RPG Backtrack, we like to talk of them based on their own merits. That's what we do. Uh, especially since newer games tend to be better anyways in certain respects uh, when they're in the same series. But I think it is suffice to say that, that, that Monster Hunter 4 and Monster Hunter World have a lot in common, but they all has also, they also have numerous differences. Uh, and that's what, what helps set Monster Hunter 4 Ultimate apart from World, even though it's the older game. Mr. Apps... What is it that makes Monster Hunter 4 Ultimate the ultimate Monster Hunter experience over a game that is clearly more beautiful, clearly sold more copies? What is it about Ultimate? Well, there are actually numerous things. Uh, One of the major things is being uh, a game kind of at the pinnacle of the older engine and... uh, generations of the game it has a lot more monsters and i mean a ton more monsters um and uh they, not just a ton but like a greater variety like i feel a lot of the monsters in world even some of the quote-unquote different ones are a bit samey whereas you can go into four you could fight a crazy farting monkey and and go from that to fight, uh, say, like the classic Rathalos, which is basically a dragon. And then go from that and fight some weird slithery thing in a tundra that um, shoots lightning at you and looks like something out of a horror movie. Uh, so it's just got this great variety to it. Let me provide some support for this particular point of your case. Uh, a couple of examples in contrast. Monster Hunter World. By the time I got to high rank, they were like, ooh, there's a new Rathalos on the scene. You need to go beat Azure Rathalos or Pink Rathalos. By that point, I had already fight Raytheon, Rathalos, Red Rathalos. Like, there's like four or five different versions of essentially a wyvern or dragon, right? Yeah. Compare that to Monster Hunter 4. Yes, you can fight a giant snake and all that other fun stuff. Let me give you just a mind-blowing moment in Monster Hunter 4. And I'm, by the way, boys and girls, I'm still in low rank. That's what's insane about <laughs> The game is so deep that I've spent so many hours in it, and I'm still in low rank. But I have fought so many different monsters, I don't feel bored. Uh, so just yesterday, uh, I'm sitting on my couch, and it's there's, there's a quest for a queen... I think it's a Saltos or Salito. Who cares what the pronunciation is? In English, it's a gigantic insect. You fought a Saltos or whatever the hell it's called back in rank two or two star quest. And it's a flying monster. It takes like five or ten minutes to beat. No big deal, especially if you're using ranged weapons. So what he said, I had to fight the queen version. I'm like, oh, okay. So I go in, I, I go to the land and I go searching for her. 
And whenever you fight, whenever you come across a new monster in Monster Hunter 4 Ultimate, you get a cutscene where you get to see your hero, um, you know, basically facing off against the monster. And the monster usually takes them, your hero unaware and they dodge and, and whatever. It's pretty epic. It starts off with a Saltos, and, and it looks like it's a different color. So I'm thinking, this is just, it's just like the pink Rathalos. It's just a reskin version of the old enemy. Mm-hmm. He's just going to come at me a little bit faster. Well, F you. So I'm going to kick your ass. I got a big, I got a bigger sword now, okay? I'm totally ready for you. And as my character jumps away, the ground starts to tremble. As the Saltos is flying in the air, I'm like, how is the ground trembling? Suddenly, this monstrous bug the size of a bus comes up from underneath the ground. That's the real queen. Regular Mm -hmm. Saltos is flying in the air, different color, albeit is just a drone. Here's the real queen. And she's big and she's pissed and she wants to kick my ass. So mm-hmm. the fights, and it's epic, and the fight starts, right? And super, I'm dodging, and I'm getting my ass kicked, and I'm going through healing potions like a hot knife through butter, and you only can carry ten of those, so <laughs> that's saying something. When when the, the, the flying Saltos is, by the way, still attacking me at the same time, as if that wasn't making things tough enough, the fact that I'm essentially fighting two of these freaking things at the same time, flying drone lands on her back. It's like Voltron. They come together <laughs> to form a bigger force. And that gives her new attacks. It gives her the ability to fly and makes her hit harder. And my life becomes a lot more miserable. And 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 I nearly got my ass kicked. I, I, I won't tell you the stops I pulled out to finally defeat her. It took 40 minutes. Now, learning what I learned from that, I was able to bring better tools the next time I fought her to reduce that time significantly. Because I knew at that point I needed to bring some flash bombs to knock things out of the air and things like that. But that was epic and it was memorable. And those are the those are the, the times that make Monster Hunter great. And you can find those times of Monster Hunter World. But the reality is the bigger the variety of monsters, and now I'm not just about different colors or different attack patterns, and that automatically get a damage multiplier, but when you have different, completely different monsters that totally take you apart different ways, the more of those moments you get and it's awesome and you get those more in monster hunter 4 continue mr Ramps. so one of the other big things i think is better in 4 is well you've probably noticed dear listener at this point that we have barely talked about the story of this this long-running series because there hasn't there usually was not much of it until 4 which still kept the story relatively light so you're mostly in the action but it felt a lot more like there was actually a story you were progressing through. So you start off as a hunter, um, going off to somewhere, I forget exactly where, and you're on a ship that immediately immediately gets attacked by a massive monster. And then you meet up with uh, the master of, of a caravan who has some weird artifact. I believe he called it the article or something like that, that uh, him and his compatriots are traveling different places to try and figure out what it is exactly. So, you know, you kind of travel to some different villages that way and meet up with some new characters that join up in the caravan. And along the way, you eventually get attacked by this really scary dragon thing called the Gore Magala, which is a pretty scary name in general. And, and for the record, Gore Magala 
if you're playing a female character. It makes the really coolest looking armor. Just check it out yeah. online. Just look it up. It's awesome. Yeah. So it's this pretty nasty dragon that inflicts this new ailment called Dragon Blight that like <laughs> very swiftly reduces your life. And okay, uh, this brings this... me to my water breathing point. You know this, right? Okay. Okay. Yes. Here's my point. You know what I'm going to say, right? You, you you got on top of water water oxygen management, which is the ultimate of Monster Hunter Three. People loved it. You didn't. Okay. I, 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 you, People loved it. Who loved it? Okay, okay. In Monster Hunter Four, you have so what happens is you get this blight, this chaos blight, whatever the hell it's called, dragon and the blight. dragon blight. And the problem is, uh, you now have to watch another meter because the way dragon blight works is once you get it, a meter starts filling up by your name. If the yep. meter gets full before you've done enough damage, you take a severe debuff. You start taking extra damage from pumpkin. Oh, yes. If, and I do mean it hurts. It hurts a lot. Oh, yes. Conversely, if you manage to inflict enough damage on the monster before the meter fills up, well, then you get a buff. You get a critical attack or whatever, affinity buff, whatever the hell it is. So it basically forces you to become a lot more offensive against the monster who is very offensive and will punish you for being offensive. So it ends up being something. I'm just saying, if you're going to pick on the oxygen meter, you need to pick on the chaos meter. Well, the oxygen meter is something you frequently deal with in the water combat that is ever largely ever-present in the game, whereas here, Dragon Blight is a specific specific status ailment unique to certain monsters, mainly the Gormagala, and um, a new feature, which is infected monsters, which basically, uh, at some point in the story, you quote-unquote kill the Gormagala, and like the infection seeps out into other monsters that you now have to fight that also have this dragon blight and inflicted. So in other words, it gets into all the monsters and it ends up becoming a thing. But it's not really, it's not as ever present. And it's also, you can also just get, I believe it's null berries just to get rid of it. No, no, null berries only reduces the timer. It's essentially the same as eating an oxygen leaf. Okay, don't argue with me, this is an app. I did my research. But you can also avoid this status ailment by not being terrible. By not being terrible, by not being, yeah, <laughs> learn to get good, get good. Yeah, get good, yeah, whereas you, go. you cannot avoid uh, having to surface to breathe. Bring it back to your point about the, the story, though. Uh, I You know, Monster Hunter World has a story, Monster Hunter Just, Ultimate has a story. Uh, yeah, World Story is okay. I, I I personally I personally liked I think this is highly subjective. I would not say that four's writing is ten times better, but I like the characters a little bit more in four. I like the leader guy, the caravaneer, more than the commander. Yeah. Oh, it's, it's got a fantastic localization. Even though there's no voice acting. World has yep. some voice acting, four doesn't boys and girls. But I'm telling you, it's just it's just more fun to read. I have the voices in my head. Yeah. I have lots of voices in my head. Uh, what I really love what, what one of the things that brings it home for me is your guild chick in yep. Monster Hunter. I have sent screenshots on Twitter of some of the things she says. She calls you Doodle. She calls you Doodle, and she's like, "Hey, Doodle, <laughs> do me a favor. 
you know, I know you're about to fight this life-threatening, huge, gigantic dragon that's going to rip your entrails out. But if I could get you to do me a teeny tiny and pay particular attention to how he breathes his fire, so on the off chance you make it back in one piece, you could reenact it out for me. For science, of course. I just need to get some (laughs) notes down, so I need your help with it. Can I get your cooperation on this? She is hilarious. And uh, is ten yeah. times better than your mission chick at Monster Hunter War. Oh, for sure. And I think this is really what one of the things that makes this game so great is it. Like I said, it doesn't beat you over the head with story or anything. Uh, keeps every, keeps things relatively short and straightforward. You eventually find out what the deal with this Gora Magala thing is and have to fight an advanced version of it as the final boss. Um, but it really adds a lot to the single player other than just kind of going motions, killing the monsters. And it helps to give a lot more context to the world, which, you know, they've building, they have been building up relatively some lore to the world. But I think this four was the four was the first one where I really felt like I was in a world and there was a reason for me to be going around and slaying a bunch of these monsters. And it really added a ton to the game for me. Like three, you know, you were protecting this village and there was a bit of a story to it. But here, here was the first time that I actually cared and wanted to know more about the world that this game takes place in, uh, which is one of the things I really like in uh, Monster Hunter World, actually, is that it does spend a lot of time, um, you know, talking about this new area you've explored to, you know, some of the the lore of the world and what the Elder Dragons are all about. So, you know... Uh, I think we talk a lot about how certain games beat you over the head too much with story, but I think um, too little can be bad too. And, you know, as as great as multiplayer games as the earlier Monster Hunters likely were, you know, I don't know because I didn't play the multiplayer that much. Um, I think building up more story to the series is done for it and eventually led to Monster Hunter stories. Uh, which is not something we'll really talk about this time, I assume. But uh, I don't think that's a game they could have done had it come out like after the earlier games. Now, one of the things that Monster Hunter 4 uh, Ultimate brought to the table was a better easing of new players into the game mechanics. Because yes. when you've got 14 different weapons, you've got <coughs> a deep uh, alchemist system, for lack of a better word, uh, you know, a combination system of, of combining all these items and the things that you need just to survive uh, these encounters with these ferocious beasts. When you've got a number of subsystems running in the background, it, it really helps if somebody explains all this stuff to yes. you. And Monster Hunter 4 does that. It gets off to a bit of a slow start because early quest will send you out gathering. They'll send you out a very against very wimpy enemies. And if you only play it for an hour or two, it's easy to get turned off and say, man, this is this is kind of boring, this is kind of lame. But the game is trying to teach you that there's a lot underneath the hood. One of the things that I've often said is that if you can learn, whether it's a job or a video game, if you can learn the basics in five minutes, then there's a great potential that you're going to be bored with it down the line because exactly <laughs> there isn't a whole lot going on, right? I used to run a cash right. register uh, you know, at a rest at a fast food restaurant, and they showed me how to run it in like twenty minutes because everything was so self-explanatory. Within a few weeks, I was completely bored of the job, and that's you know. But with Monster Hunter World, take the time, get to learn the systems. You go out and you'll kill easy herbivores, and you're like, man, this is kind of boring. They don't even defend themselves, but you'll carve them. You'll not only get some scraps that can be turned into easy armor that that can help defend you early on. 
but you can carve meat off of them. The gay Monster Hunter 4 will then teach you how to cook the meat. Cooked meat can be used to restore your stamina, which comes in dang useful when you're in longer fights against, you know, tougher creatures underwater. Yeah. Uh, no, 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 no. No, no, okay. Uh, but, um, you know, you say it gets off to a slow start, but I think 4 actually improved on a lot of the earlier games where you'd be fighting Well, compared the compared, boring, easier monsters world. a lot for a lot longer. Compared, well, yeah, to, compared world. to World. World sure. throws you at a great jaggy within the first, you know, five minutes. It's chasing after you. Then there's an Anjurath that's just thrown into the mix. It gets your heart pumping quick. Um, this game, a little bit more of a... Yes, compared to older games, it's it's on the fast track. Compared to newer games, I'm trying to compare this to World. So just be aware. It's important. It's there for a reason. Get through it. You'll be glad you did. Yeah. Especially if you're coming from World, the combo system is deeper. The item system is deeper. World made a couple of concessions for younger players, newer players, didn't like super deep systems. You will definitely find out if you got very far in World, you'll definitely find out that the crafting system is even deeper monster hunter world 4 uh for example i'll just give you a very simple example in monster hunter world to create a healing potion you just needed uh, a a healing herb or whatever the hell it's called and one herb could be making to one or two potions or whatever in monster hunter world you need a blue mushroom plus that herb and so you need from two different plants from two different things to create one healing potion and that doesn't seem like a lot, but this is a big pyramid scheme to make yeah. later on to make tranquilizer bombs in Monster Hunter World. I only needed a parish room and a sleeping herb in Monster Hunter World. I think it's a sleeping herb or something along those lines. You mean in, Mon- no, you mean in Monster Hunter 4? Monster Hunter 4, you need a tranquilizer potion and a bomb case, if I'm not mistaken. Something and a bomb like case that, yeah. is made off of two other things, and a tranquilizer <laughs> potion is made off the sleeping herb in the parish room. So you basically need four ingredients that you need to kind of keep track in order to create that thing. And it sounds like a lot. And if you take it all in at once, it is a lot. But Monster Hunter 4... It, better than any other game in the series up to that point was designed to ease you into it so you don't get overwhelmed with all that at once. Yep. And also had those expeditions you can go on for additional resource gathering and fighting other monsters. And I think it unlo- they completing those unlocked some unique quests or something. I never really did too much of them. Uh, Probably there... something I'll start messing around with, actually. Yeah, yeah. So there's a couple of other mechanics, right? And again, I'm going to kind of put this in context of Monster Hunter World, which I had 200 hours with. (laughs) So first you have, for those of you who are used to expeditions in Monster Hunter World and Monster Hunter 4, you have some quests that basically let you go into any of those lands and just explore. And after you've done that mission for like a couple of minutes, uh, it would drop a ticket into your box back in your camp that if you moved it from one box to the other... Yeah, that was the expedition mode back in the in a manner of speaking. But there was also Those... that that was how you explored the land just to get shit. Like yeah. if, if I wanted something like that I knew was in the ancient forest in Monster Hunter World, I would just do an expedition. Uh in this game I would pick up that that particular quest and I forget what they're called. In Monster Hunter 4 there is something called an expedition mode. But ironically enough, it's not about picking a particular land and go and so you know exactly what you're going to get. Instead, it's kind of like Diablo. You get randomized lands. And to a degree, there can be randomized monsters. Now, it does tell you what monsters are forecasted to be in that area. Sometimes it'll say question mark. 
which means you're in for a jolly good time. Mm -hmm. But if you're, you know, there are certain things you can get in expedition mode you can't get in the normal land. For example, you can get what's called battered equipment. The battered equipment that you can find occasionally, randomly, uh, can be polished up by one of the townspeople with the right ingredients. And they can sometimes be better or just as good or better than the uh, weapons and armor you could build yourself. And Ooh, yes. one of the ones that I uncovered, as Mr. Apps got to see, is a really cool-looking switch axe that glows in the dark. Yeah, I want it's, that thing. It is really awesome. Give it to me. <laughs> yeah, and I found it on an expedition. As you complete expeditions, uh, they will sometimes unlock guild quests, which are kind of like investigation uh, in Monster Hunter World. To do that, you got to beat monsters, hack off parts of monsters. There's a whole formula the hood. But then, you know, but that'll unlock quests. You can, just like investigations in Monster Hunter World, you can pick which ones you want to keep. The other ones tend to fall off. And you can go and grind those up. And what's really cool is that they'll pretty much mirror the original quest they came from. But the monsters may not quite be the same. Uh, but it'll tell you before you get into the guild quest, what is your what is your goal to go and hunt, just like investigation. And there you'll find more cool random weapons and all kinds of other stuff. Or if you just want to farm the monster there over and over again, it could be a cool way to do that. So yeah, those are guild, those are guild quests. And guild quests seem, even though they're in the guild, which everything in the guild hall, so... We haven't even talked about the fact that there is a separation single-player or multiplayer mode. Very similar to Monster Hunter 3, when you're in town and you're talking to the guild lady, she gives you single-player quests. And you don't rank up your HR levels through those single-player quests like you do in Monster Hunter World. You basically, when you get an urgent quest from the guild lady, it enables you to take higher star quests in the single-player mode. So you'll go to 2-star, 3-star, 4-star. But you're not really hunter rank anything at that point. You're still hunter rank 1. To be to increase your hunter rank level, you got to go into the guild hall, which is primarily designed for multiplayer, and you will take on guild quests, which are balanced for multiplayer, which in English just means the monster, specifically the boss monsters, have a crap yeah. ton more hit points. And that's the way that's the way they did it in all the games before World. Actually, yeah. they always said you had to do the multiplayer quest to increase your HR. Yeah, yeah. So. What's really funny is one of the creatures I fought in the single player was a spider. Speaking of another totally different creature, a spider creature, which is horrifying. I won't tell you more about it. Go and experience for yourself. It's awesome. I fought her in single player mode. It was epic. Your first quest in multiplayer mode to rank up, the first urgent quest, is to beat Spider Chick. Now, that wouldn't be so hard, except if you're single playering that, that means she has two and a half times more hit points. And I knew I wasn't ready to do that on my own. So I called Mr. Abs to say, can you help me out? I'd like to hit HR2 before 2019. He's like, yeah, sure. Well, what's really funny is we had it open to the internet. So some randos joined us. One of them had the Teostra Sword of Kick-Assery. Teostra <laughs> is one of the final bosses in the game, Fire Lion of Death. And he had a sword made out of his parts. By the time I even found Spider Witch, he was already there and was landing the finishing blow on her. Yeah, it, it was about a two-minute quest. It was literally two minutes. So the online scene is alive and well there, boys and girls, and, and Monster Hunter 4 yeah. Ultimate. No doubt about it. Uh, but yeah, you can get together with your friends. You can solo them. There are plenty of people who do solo a lot of those quests. They simply, you know, in the single-player mode, farm up the better weapons and armor yeah. so that they're able to DPS their way through uh, those tougher encounters that are in the multiplayer mode. Yeah, and like, like just like three, it's got the high rank single player, so you can do a lot of the high rank monsters and farm those materials to get better weapons and armor. 
uh, very for the high rank multiplayer, and then eventually good old G rank. G rank. So we talked before about you start off at low rank, and then later games introduced high rank, and later games made it to where high rank could be soloed, like it was a solo thing. But then we got G rank. Yep. And what is G rank? So G rank is basically just the highest rank you can get to with the nastiest monsters, and it is no joke. It is no joke at all. They hit and, you like an eighteen wheeler. Yeah, uh, there are so- some of the quests in G rank are like, okay, kill this Rathian, and then this gold Rathian, and then this silver Rathalos, and, and then and then another gold Rathian. Yeah, and they hurt <laughs> a lot. Yeah, yeah, like there are quests. Generally quests with two monsters at least, up to four monsters, I believe. Often fighting more than once. Now, to be fair, whenever you see a quest for multiple monsters, even in single player, I love those quests because uh, they will give the monsters, they'll divide up the hit points to it. So, you know, I think it's, it might be 70% of their normal hit points for each one, maybe 60. Uh, so I love quests, even in Monster Hunter World, where I take on, I'll take on five creatures at once. I don't care, because I'll go through them like a hot knife through butter. Um, but here oh, yeah. in G rank, yeah, you're not you're not doing that. <laughs> yeah, you're not doing that in G rank, yeah. boys and girls. So grab your friends. Uh, you'll need them. There are a few hardcore people that single player a lot of the G rank, but that that's at that point you're you're basically in what we call post game content, and and you want to grab your friends if at all possible to get yourself through that. So that's what Mr. Apps and I are. Yep. Uh, a, a shout out to my friend Rob, who has just recently purchased a 3DS. He was very hardcore Monster Hunter World. He still plays with me uh, when I'm on. And uh, he he was super glowing at Monster Hunter World. He's like HR90. Uh, I'm still. And, uh, but he's going to join us somewhere. Mr. Apps. So he's going to help us with that push to G rank. You mean in four? Yeah, in four. <laughs> in four. He's going to help us. But I'm just saying, he was 90. Uh, what else? Holy cow. There's just there's just so much there underneath the hood in four. And so here's what, here's what I would say to Monster Hunter World players. If you loved World... But you felt like you wanted more. I, I can't can't recommend four enough. Yeah. I, my friend asked me, Phil, is it really worth buying a 3DS over? Because when you think about that, you're talking about a $30, $40 game plus a system that runs you 120 used up to 200 new. My answer is yes. No, it's just, for $30, I guess $40, you can get it for 20 bucks. And yeah. it was just on sale on the eShop well, recently like, for, for like $6. Well, he did find a copy for under 20 You do have to search. If you want a copy under 20 just do a good search on eBay. But uh, uh, yeah, it was on – all those games were on sale. And if you didn't pick them up, I feel sorry for you because Monster Hunter 4 was like 10 bucks, 12 bucks, And I bought it. I already have the cartridge. I bought it just so I could have the soft copy on my 3DS without you know, remembering the cartridge all the time. Because I usually have Dragon Quest in um, But – yeah, definitely. I would say definitely go go out and if you like Monster Hunter World, if you're one of those people that put in 200 plus hours into it like we were, Monster Hunter 4 is awesome. And here's the thing. I played Monster Hunter 4 before and and play, playing Monster Hunter World was an awesome experience. You can read my review. It's up at rpgamer.com. Uh, it's an awesome game. I give it an awesome score. But uh, you know, ultimately, it's not ultimate. Ultimately, as we talked about, when it comes to Monster Hunter games, there's a cycle of they release the original game, then they'll do some ports, and then they'll usually do the ultimate version, which has all of the additional content, all the tweaks. They've really honed it up really well. 
And Monster Hunter 4 shows that. It is the pinnacle of not only the series, but of the latest iteration of Monster Hunter games up to that point in the Monster Hunter 4 series. What we have with Monster Hunter World is an awesome game that has some shortcomings, and on top of that, is short on content. If you discount for the different color types of monsters and the tempered versions, which just hit harder but are essentially the same and such... There really isn't that many different monster types in Monster Hunter World. And there's only like five different areas to fight in. In in Monster Hunter 4 Ultimate, you have easily twice that many locations, if not more, to fight in. But but more importantly for me, the monster types are just huge. They're Donald Trump Mm -hmm. huge. And they're exciting. And they're fun. And then there's a whole lot of subsystems beneath the hood supporting it all. Some of the quality life stuff isn't there. Um... But a lot of it is. Uh, your item sets are there. Your equipment sets are there. Uh, the farms are there to get extra items that you need. A lot of it is really there. Uh, and and what isn't there, I'm okay with as an RP gamer. I'm used to inventory management. <laughs> it's a thing in most RPGs. If you're listening to this podcast where we talk about old RPGs all the time, you are used to inventory management. In fact, if you're like me, you even get a little bit of a kick out of it. So this game is definitely for, for for you. There's just so much underneath the hood. And I haven't played the game all the way yet. I'm not ready to give it a complete score yet. But based on what I've played so far, I can completely understand why Mr. Apps gave Monster Hunter 4 Ultimate a higher score than what I gave Monster Hunter 1. Yes. It was the easiest score I ever had to come to. Yeah. It was... Uh, I, credits rolled. I was like, okay, 5 out of 5. five. Be, this, this is going to be hard to write, but... Uh, the score is 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 like completely obvious. For for people who are completely new to the series, heaven forbid, you've maybe you've never played Monster Hunter World before. You're listening to this podcast. You got a 3ds. Jump into Monster Hunter Four Ultimate. No brainer. It's we, it's one of the best games of all time. Never yeah. mind the best Monster Hunter. It's one of the best RPGs of all time. I'm gonna throw that out there. I won't lie to you. It takes a little bit of sticking to it to get into it. I won't lie to you. As much as I hate it, you're going to have to go online to look some stuff up. Like, at some point, if you're like me, you're going to get frustrated that you can't build the armor set you want because you can't find it's telling you that you need some dung from a dingleberry. (laughs) And you've never fought a dingleberry before. You don't know where that damn dung is at. You're going to have to break down and look it up online. And people who've listened to this podcast know that I hate it when you have to look shit up online. But for it to play your game. Uh, That was something Monster Hunter World did address for the most part. But... For the most part, mind you, not everything. Like, how to connect with other people. But, (laughs) don't get me started. (laughs) But it's worth it. It's worth a little bit of digging that you have to do here and there on Monster Wikipedia or whatever have you. Uh, It's just so much, so much fun. So deep. Uh, If you're an RP gamer, you're listening to this podcast, you know, we often talk about how newer games are more shallow experiences. Uh, they, 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 they just they forget that we're intelligent people that like to, to dive deep into stuff sometimes and we like deeper systems. This is the game for you. It has the action that most younger people want uh, and, and and with the deeper system that us old fogies remember from games like Wizardry and the such. It's got the deep system you can sink your teeth into, but the excitement that comes with the real-time action combat system. And a lot of times I hear people, uh, this is going to shock you, Apps, but have you ever heard anybody compare this game to Dark Souls? I have in terms of combat. What's your feeling on that? 
Um, I don't think they're all that similar, but I think they have similar um, ideologies. Whereas you're, it's not about a lot about button mashing and uh, anything like that. It's more about careful timing, timing defense and dodges. It's more it's thoughtful action combat instead of um, mashing out a bunch of combos as quick as you can and maybe dodging if you need to. And I will say, like one of the big things I've played both series. I don't like Dark Souls. Uh, I love Monster Hunt. Why is that? When we'll draw such a comparison between the two, and I'll tell you what it is. I am not super great at reflex. They're I, not all that similar either. No, no. Everyone says they're similar, man. It's <laughs> Dark Souls not. with monsters. They yeah. both have they both have tough <laughs> monsters know. with patterns that once you get used to, they're easier to beat, and 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 they're both really difficult. At least later on with Monster Hunt, they're yeah, difficult. But they're but they're, they're not. They're not similar at all. I will tell you that for me, let me give you the contrast and, and, and the reason why I agree with you that they're not that similar. Monster, in Dark Souls, when I would fight a boss in there, you had to get good. There wasn't a whole lot of other recourse. You had to get the timing down. Uh, and everything was out to kick your ass. But you really, really had to get the timing down. There just wasn't any other option when fighting the bosses in those games. There was a leveling mechanic and, and, and item management but those were way in the background compared to just getting good. You could be leveled up, you could be geared up, and the bosses in that game could still take you down in one or two hits if you made a mistake. In Monster Hunter, uh, a large part of the encounter is the preparation. The first time I fight a monster, he might kick my ass. I have two choices. I can keep fighting the monster until I get good and learn his patterns and learn to dodge and counterattack at the appropriate times. And that's a totally valid method to approach and take down a lot of the monsters in Monster Hunter for Ultimate or World or whatever. But I have another choice. I can go and gear up. I can go and, and I can see that, oh, Rathalos, he breathes fire and he stings with poison. Well, I've got a set here. I just need a few more pieces to complete it to get the biggest bonuses. But that set, when complete, gives me ultimate protection against poison and gives me a pretty hefty fire resistance as well. So I'll go back, grind that up, and go back to Rathalos and totally own his rear end and enjoy it with a big smile on my face. On top of that is if that was enough, I could go get some flash grenades. I can build those from thunderbugs or whatever the hell they're called and throw them in Rathalos' face, which knocks him to the ground, leaving me a huge opening to wail on him. I've heard people get into desperation when they fight Diablos. He's one of the first really big stone walls you'll face in this game. Mm. Diablos will hit you like a... If you're not ready for him, I was insectling. And I would, my general attack pattern would be to jump at the air and go all over creature's back while he's trying to attack me. I'm like a bug that he just can't swat. But Diablos would swat me. Oh yeah, he would run me over. Now, I can learn to get good. There are people who take down Diablos with an insect glaive all the time. But after doing him twice, I could tell that it was going to take a lot more than a couple of attempts to figure out his pattern. Instead, I decided to go try the lance. I played lance in previous games. The lance is a highly defensive weapon, and I basically went Toro Toro on his ass. Let him charge at me, then poke, poke, poke. Charge at me with the shield up, poke, poke, poke. And I brought up a couple flash grenades. Those didn't hurt either. Sonic dealies. My whole point is, there's so many different ways to approach these monsters, and 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 that that that, that it isn't you can get good with your reflexes and get the timing down, or you can pair, try different weapon, different armor set, different skills, and see what works for you. And even in playing Monster Hunter 4 Ultimate and fighting, what was his name? Gore Magalos or whatever it, is, whatever it was. Gore Magalos. 
Yeah, more Gormagala. I fought him with my pretty cool glowing switch axe. It took me 40 minutes, took all my healing potions. I carded twice. It was, it was, what's that called? A pirate victory? You know, where, I mean, I, I, I won, but I felt defeated. I went back at him with a charge blade that I just created, which had a shield, as you know, with the auto guard charm because I suck at timing my, my guards with him. And it made all the difference in the world. You can't do that in Dark Souls. No. It's, it's not a thing. So that's what I'm saying. Like for me personally, the fact that how I prepare makes me feel more like an RP gamer. It really puts me into the role of a true hunter of monster. And that's what I really love about this series. I really feel like I'm on the hunt. And even if monster gets the best of me now, it's just a matter of me reconsidering how I prepare for that monster. Because I'm going to get him next time. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I'm not just going to beat him by the skin of my... T- no, no. I'm going to own his ass. Because now I know what, what he can do, and I know what I can put the table to counter that. So that that's what I like. Oh, we didn't even talk about the Palak. Have you fought the the uh, final version of Gormagala yet? No, I'm in low rank. I'm still in low rank. 70 hours, I'm in low rank. It's it's at the end of low rank. Oh, it's at the end of low rank. Yeah, I'm not at the end of low rank. Okay, so yeah, that'll be that'll be fun. Looking forward to hearing you talk I'm about trying, that. I'm trying to I'm trying to get his full set for my for my gunner, and uh, which by the way, my lipo weapon, my lipo gun weapon is a hypothermic needle. <laughs> I kid you not. I posted on I think I posted on Twitter. This game, by the way, we haven't even talked about The game is funny. There's lots oh, of yes. humor in the game. We mentioned a little bit with the guild lady, but you even see it in some of the weapons and the such. So much humor in this game. I mean, you're out killing these big monsters and it's death-defying and all this stuff, but there's so much humor in it as well, including the cats. Mm-hmm. In Monster Hunter 4 Ultimate, your sidekick are Palico, and they're cute, and there's a whole system to support them. We could be here for another 20 minutes just talking about the Palico. Mine is dressed like Dante from the Devil May Cry series. Nice. That took, uh, yeah, that took some really insanely tough event quests to get. Thank you to online people who helped me do those. Now here's a question. So event quests, if you haven't played Monster Hunter 4 or Monster Hunter World, know what those are. But for those of you who haven't, one of the other cool things about this game is that there's a lot of DLC. I love it's a 90 Five percent of it's free, if not all of it. On Monster Hunter, hundred percent of Monster Hunter is free. Yeah, absolutely, hundred percent of it. Hundred percent's free, and a lot of that includes event quests, which will generally challenge you to do certain things to get special rewards. Some of it's cosmetic, some of it is like materials and the such. But because it's Capcom, some of the ties into Capcom stuff. I saw somebody running around with a Sonic the Hedgehog Palico. There's you know, a bunch of Nintendo stuff, like uh, I think you get Link Swords and Shield and stuff like that. That's insane. So, uh, it, it's it's just crazy. Uh, by the way, Mike, being that this game is so old, what about the events? Because in Monster Hunter World, it's a new quest every week. You get the feeling someone's managing that and coming up with something new every week in Monster Hunter World. In Monster Hunter 4, is it been forgotten and it's the same quest every week? It's stuck or is it automatically rotating it's not, out? Or It's not weekly. You can just download all the ones that have been released and ah. do any of them. Any of them. All right, yeah. fair enough. Cool, cool. So there's a lot to do. Uh, the multiplayer on this, as I mentioned before, is alive and well, whether you want to do it with randos. If you want to join Mr. Apps and I, uh, as well as my, my friend Rob, who's picking it up, uh, I'll, I'll be tweet. I've tweeted when I'm usually on that game. So the people who want to play with me can kind of plan around that. Uh, but yeah, we're going to be doing more stuff on that one together, uh, because after playing Monster Hunter World, man, I want more monsters. 
And hell, if you wait a few more days after waiting for almost two months, you're finally going to get um, Devil Joe in Monster Hunter World. But if you're playing Monster Hunter 4 Ultimate, you've got Devil Joe and all of his friends. Like uh, Brachydios. Yeah, Brachydi. Check him out. However you pronounce that. And 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 I, Snakey Boy I, and Spider Bitch and you don't got any of these characters in Monster Hunter World. No. And uh, Monkey also, Boy, Fart Boy, Monkey this Fart is the Boy. The one I always forget about, like the snake. The snake. Yeah, it's a huge ass snake. He will curl around you really quick and squeeze you if you let him. Yeah. Uh, he is. He is not fun. I mean, I think he yeah, is fun, but I mean, that reminds me. Some of the animations in Four are insanely impressive for a 3DS game. Yeah, not like only, the way these monsters move is crazy. It's crazy. Not only, I mean, you can tell they really, really put the time into the monsters. I, I you know, I, I am, I am very, very impressed with the textures and the looks of the monsters on DS. Uh, and the cutscenes, your character looks. The cutscenes are, are classic. And you go back and replay them anytime. Uh, it'll show you in your current armor, so that's pretty cool to show to your friends. But they, they, they just did a really, really great job. I mean, they really squeezed, I think, everything they could out of the uh, the 3ds with this oh one. yeah just just granted it's not going to compare to your playstation 4 pro running monster hunter world but given what it is it is just really really awesome and hey if you're listening to this podcast you you probably aren't really that big on grass yeah. i mean that's all we talk about is older games and how the older game some of the older games anyways are better than the newer games graphics aside because they're deeper or anything else this is one of those examples boys and girls it not I- not yeah, I, go ahead. I think I think they still hold up too, especially if you fire it up on a new 3DS, turn the 3D on. It looks really good. Yeah, yeah. The 3DS on a new 3DS, the 3D track is much better. And sometimes when I'm just gathering materials, I turn the 3D on just to be like, oh wow, oh that's pretty no, cool. I, I always have it on. You always have it on. I think I think it's great. Yeah. I get a little bit too involved in the combat. I move it around a little bit. The new 3DS. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, yeah, no, I mean, it's, uh, I've had some people look at this game and be like, oh, I'm not going to play because of the graphics. I'm like, what? You are insane. (laughs) You are missing, you are basically missing out on probably the deepest action RPG experience because you're going to get hung up over the polygon count. I, I'm the first person who says, uh, you know, there's certain games like drive me crazy with their polygon count, like the original PlayStation 1 games, in my opinion, moved to 3D real, really too quickly. But th- th- this is such a deep and awesome game, and the graphics really, you will get used to them. They really aren't that, they are awesome. Yeah. They were definitely awesome when they first came out on 3DS, if, if that was your little game back then. But just I think... I think the first time you're playing that game and that Gormagala drops in and starts wrecking havoc, you'll be like, oh my god. <laughs> yeah, he is there to kick your ass. Yes. Not even take your name. He's just there to kick your ass. Uh, that the, the the fights with these monsters are so epic. The, all of them, aside from the animation, they have you know they have an attack. They, they just have vicious attacks. It's clear they're out there. They're there to rip out your entrails and not to be your friend. It really gets you pumping. It really gets you into the action. It really makes you feel like you're in this death to death struggle uh, against these these awesome creatures. And and it's just it keeps you glued. It absolutely keeps you glued. If you're not careful, you're like me and completely ignore the blinking red light on the bottom of your DS telling you that your battery's running out <laughs> because it's that epic. It draws you that much in. It's just so much fun. And if you got a 3DS, the you got the added one of the things that we we don't talk enough about is it's portable. Yep. You can't take your PlayStation 4 Pro with you. I tried. 
by taking it to work, the boss wouldn't let me hook it up to the TV in the cafeteria. Um, but you can take your 3DS with you, put on your earphones, play it on the train if you take the train. But you can play it at work during your lunch break and get some farming done. It, it is just fun. And even when I'm at home, I'll just turn on the TV if I'm not playing online. And I'm, I'll just turn on the TV to have that up in the background play my 3DS. So, yeah. Cool. Uh, yeah, so there's a lot more. We could be here all night, but super deep system. Go out and play it. We highly recommend both Maps and I. We don't agree on everything, but we agree on mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, so that's Monster Hunter 4. Uh, before we wrap up tonight, there is one other thing we need to talk no, about, Mr. Apps. No. Oh, Monster Hunter Stories. You're right. No, no, no. I had, I had my friend ask me, Phil... I'm, I'm glad afraid Monster Hunter Stories is still too new for us to do on Backtrack. Damn. But I found a game that technically meets the requirement, if I consider the Japanese version uh, first. Uh, because I had a friend look up, you know, he's like, okay, I'm getting his 3DS, Phil. I'm going to get on board with what you're saying because I loved World, and I know I'm going to get a, a crap ton of fun out of this. But why don't I buy this game? It's newer than Monster Hunter 4. And that would be Monster Hunter Generation. Released in Japan on November 28th, 2015. Later in North America, July 15th, 2016. Another multiplayer, single-player action RPG experience for your Nintendo 3DS system. So, this is newer. And it has an additional weapon. And it has weapon styles. Why would I not pick this over... Monster Hunter 4 Ultimate. I have to preface preface uh, what I'm about to say about this game. Monster Hunter Generations is a perfectly fine Monster Hunter. Um, I don't not recommend people buy it if they are already fans of the series. I certainly have it. I bought the Japanese currently Japanese only uh, updated version of it, Monster Hunter Double X or Double Cross. Uh, but yeah, this is not. This is a rather large step down from four. How so? So, first of all, you remember all that stuff I said about how four brought in a nice story and gave you a reason to play single player? Yeah. Yeah. So, Generations, as the name would imply, is basically Monster Hunter Greatest Hits. Which sound? Which yes, it's it's a pretty fun idea. So, but if you've gone from four, where it's got this nice story, and now you're jumping into generations, where there's basically no story, and you can basically jump between a bunch of different towns from the various games as you please. And so, to be clear, the, you're playing from the different town. There's one town pick from each of the main previous endings here. One, two, three, right? Yes, and ironically, the one from three is from Portable Third. <laughs> oh, so I don't even get to play the port. I'm playing it in three Ultimate. Right. Oh, that's not. I, I mean, this is a great game. <laughs> so, so, but, 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 tell me that they they at least do the Koei Tecmo thing because I play. You know, I play those. Uh, those samurai warriors games all the time where they're combining characters from different games and they come up with some stupid reason time warps and all that that brings them all together to try to make you care do they try even to do that no i stopped reading any of the text and in fact now that i have the japanese um version of the, the updated release obviously i don't have to read anything which is awesome because it was insanely boring and no. not as funny so, so what about the guild? Did they at least have good guild lady who's cracking quips at you and sends you out to your death? Meh. Yeah, that's. A shame. I think. It, I think if you go to the four town, she's there. I don't remember if she calls you doodle or not. Mm-hmm. I was just. 
at that point too depressed by this game. And the the other thing about it is it's a slow, slow start. Like I'm looking at it now and uh up into three star quests, there are that many interesting monsters to fight. In this Generations game, which is supposed to be like, you know, basically Monster Hunter Greatest Hits. And like three stars in, that's like, that could be up to like eight or more hours into the game and not all that interesting things to be fighting. Yeah, in that respect, they took a, a step back because they, it seemed like they realized in four that they needed to speed it up a little bit while still teaching players all of the beginning stuff uh and then in, in generate or generations i mean in monster hunter world they obviously knock that up to 11 or 12 yeah but but generations which is in between you think would just be a, a step in that direction no 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 they took two steps back because i remember yeah. i played generations for a couple of dozen hours and you're right that first that first you know half a dozen or so hours was pretty much go out and pick your nose and i mean i i just used it as an opportunity to gather up a crap ton of materials because I like having a bunch of things in my bank, but I could definitely see that turning people off right from the beginning. Yeah, I, I am scared if anyone this was anyone's first Monster Hunter because. Ugh. But but my, yeah. Mr. Apps, this is the yes. game where I finally get to live out my fantasy of playing a Palico directly. Can you? Yes. Uh, where is that? It is totally the fifteenth weapon in the game. <laughs> uh, you can play. It's what we call the fifteenth weapon in the game. So. In this game, so oh, Monster Hunter Monster Hunter games have always been intimidating for new players. So one of the things they did in Generations to try to make it more approachable, rather than just you know I don't know throwing you right into the action and and quickly tutorializing you, is they let you eventually play the pal a palico. You got to go and talk to your palico in your house, and uh, she'll let you switch out. So basically, your palico is your main character. And so when you go out and fight with the palico, first of all, the palico doesn't use axes up, bug nets up, whatever. They just gather naturally with their paws. So you don't have to worry about those things running out. Uh, when they fight, they don't run out of stamina. So you can run all the time, fighting, dodging. You didn't, you're not watching a stamina bar. Can you say easy mode? Um, and when you fight monsters, which, generally speaking, you probably don't want to do your palico, but there are people who have some wicked palico builds out there. Um, the combos are easier to chain together and the such are pretty simple and straightforward. Uh, your Palico, however, does have one drawback. It can't use items. So you really want to make sure you have a pimped out Palico. They do, however, get this, have nine lives instead of the three <laughs> cards. <laughs> I, I, I swear they have oh. nine lives. I never carded it with the cat because I never fought a big monster with the, with the Palico. I didn't think that was the way I wanted to really experience the game. But uh, yes, they can card a lot more often. Um, yeah, so go figure on that one. But they can't use healing potions and such either. So, you, yeah, keep that in mind. So, didn't you want to play Palico, Mr. Apps? Doesn't that make the game so much better? No. No. Yeah. <sighs> but, like I said, it's okay. It's okay, okay. okay. It's what about Hunting Arts? Hunting Arts. Ugh. Hunting Arts gives you a fantastic new excitement. So there are already 14 main weapons in the game, if you don't count the Palico. And now you've multiplied that by three, because each weapon has... Not one, not two, but three different styles. Like the uh, aerial style that lets you fly through the air, Mr. Apps. Let's talk about the aerial style. So yeah. we, forgot to, we forgot to mention in 4 that it added the ability, if you are have some height on a monster, you can uh, jump down and attack it and possibly 
um, jump on it and mount it and be able to kind of hack away at it. Which is super exciting, by the way. That was a huge yeah. addition to four. You can climb up surfaces. You can even though the smallest hill, you can jump off and possibly mount a monster. And we forgot to mention that the new one of the two new weapons, in particular, we're talking about the insect glaive, had yep. a mechanic that would let you catapult yourself up into the air with the weapon, giving you additional opportunities to possibly mount the monster, which was awesome. I loved that until I played Monster Underworld. Loved it. Yeah. So this kind of annoyed me because yeah, that's one of the. That's one of the reasons you use the insect glaive, and that's one of the yeah. advantages because you can do that. So, you know, come generation comes along, let's make one of our styles. Oh, let's just let anyone do that because that Every, makes sense. Everybody's insect glaive. Woo! Um, terrible. 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 It is. It, it yeah. It just felt very. I mean, part of what makes makes Monster Hunter awesome is the atmosphere. Um, the the whether it's the story, the characters, the jokes, and not to say that isn't here, but it it's definitely been toned down. On top of the, the 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 longer starting period and the lack of the story, it just feels like it lost a bit of the magic. Yeah, it's it's just Monster Hunter going through the motions. It is you know we talked about those updated versions, which you know we haven't really had to deal with in the West, but um, you know. I can't say that they really feel like a cash grab, even if you've necessarily played like the non-updated version. But th- this game feels like a freaking cash grab. Yeah, it feels like they just kind of kind of dialed it in. So it's not to say that if you've just had you know if you had up to your eyeballs with Monster Hunter, you know everything else, and you needed some more, that this wouldn't be a good way to get some more. It is, um, but. It, it, it isn't what we would recommend for new players at all, or for yeah. people just looking for something more after war. That wouldn't yeah. be the first stop, or the second, or maybe even the third. No, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, Mike, but I feel like my imperson- my impression is, you, if you played Monster Hunter World and you're looking for more, go to Monster Hunter 4. If you're still looking for more, I would I would suggest Monster Hunter 3, yeah. ultimately, before I, would, uh, before I would suggest Monster Hunter Generation. Yeah, Generations would be the last one I recommend. Yeah. Yeah. Um, after Portable Third and mm-hmm. Freedom Unite. So there you go. So so stick a stick a bondage in that one. Uh, well, and I might check out what do you, which uh, was it Freedom? The one that you said was a good single player experience. Uh, Portable Third. Portable Third. Because yeah. I'm sure I could get that off the PSN for like my Vita. Yeah. Or... Oh no, that's the Japanese one. Freedom oh, Japanese screw that one. Freedom Freedom that Unite you can get off the PSN store and play on your Vita. But that's not good for single player. It's pretty good. Yeah, it's pretty good for single player. Yeah, and you can you can also uh, assign the D pad to your second analog stick, so you sort of have like an actual camera. Hmm. So yeah, yeah, that's a nice way to play it too. Would you Would you suggest that before generations? Yes. <laughs> There's your official apps recommendation. Um, screw hey, playing a palico. And hey, if you have a Vita TV, you can play it on your TV too. Ooh, there you go. Uh, yeah, yeah. So that's that's pretty cool. I, I, you know, but definitely if you, oh my gosh, it, for those few people who got a three, uh, a three DS and a Wii U, I just really, the fact that I can see pictures back and forth in the two and see yeah. it on the big screen, even if I just had the Wii U, I would play the, the I'd still play it on, on the, um, it's pretty well done. So, except for the small text, so hopefully you have a big TV. Cause I don't know who in the hell thought it was a good idea to make that text so small, but, uh, well, well it's yeah. better than uh Xenoblade Chronicles X. Yeah. 
But that's a whole completely different whole topic. completely so. different story. <laughs> Is there anything else we've forgotten to talk about here with Monster Hunter? We talked a little bit about the price. You, you probably, you know, for these games on the DS anyways, you would do well to look on eBay. The prices tend to fluctuate. We Unfortunately, you kind of missed the window on all these good sales they had on the eShop earlier. Yeah. You could always wait for another one. But when it comes to Monster Hunter, I don't want to wait. So <laughs> neither is my friend. I, I think Freedom Unite might only be 10 bucks on PSN. I'm not sure. Mm. But it was it was a uh, free PSP plus, PS Plus game at some point. Oh, well, there you go. We did. I was surprised to find out that Monster Hunter 4 was still going for 30 bucks, 30 to 40 bucks on Amazon. Still like, worth it. It's still worth it, though. Yep. I mean, seriously, it's totally worth it. It's an awesome game. You will totally get your time out of it. Uh, it's just, I know it's for, I'm just, I'm a little surprised that after four and a half, five years, it hasn't gone down. But who cares? It's awesome. Yes. <laughs> just just do it. Just do I it. Mean, sure, you can go buy a new bad game for thirty with your 30 bucks, or you could spend 30 bucks on an old awesome game that still holds up. Yeah, yeah. So just, just do it. Um, I, you know. Now, now you know what you've made me do. You've made me go and look to see if... I, you know, we are talking to RPG Backcheck listeners, after all, and they want only the best. So I've got only the best for them. Monster Hunter 4 Ultimate Collector's Edition yes. on eBay, which has the game, a lanyard, a cleaning cloth, a stylized cleaning... Uh, with, it's, with, it's, it's the map. Of, it's the map, yep. Yes. A supply box to put this all in. A Gormagaloff figure... Which you absolutely have to own. A feline. It's, it's awesome. It's an awesome yeah. figure. A feline, aka Palico pen. I'm whispering and, because the figure is like five feet from me and it's scary looking. It is. I, I'm just looking <laughs> at a picture and I, I jumped for a second. And, and, and you guys can have this for the very, very low price of $185. All right, that might be a little too much. So totally get it. It's. <laughs> <laughs> it's totally it's totally calling you you totally need it uh don't hesitate buy the full price edition right now uh yeah no just just go ahead and buy the 30 or 40 dollar deal uh you can buy it i think it was 30 dollars on the eShop, 40 dollars off of amazon for the physical cartridge it just depends on whether or not you want to you have the memory in your 3ds if you have the memory to spare i recommend getting the eShop edition myself that way you always have it on your 3ds and if you're like me, you can have like a long-going RPG in the cartridge slot and jump into Monster Hunter and knock out a couple of battles yeah. there when you need a break. That's what I do. Unfortunately, so, I'm a crazy man who has more than one 3DS, so I have to stick to my cart. Now, there you go. Or you could be like me and have both. Haha. But it Ooh. did it, – here's what's funny. If you got the cartridge, it saves your character in the cartridge. Uh, if you have it on 3DS, it saves it on 3DS. So when you get the 3DS eShop version, you want to transfer it over. you got to download the app. That transfer your character over, and once you do that, it's no your character's no longer on the cartridge. Yep. So go figure. It's the same thing with the whole Monster Hunter Three. You transfer your character back and forth between. Well, no, it does keep a copy though. Yeah. So yeah, it's it's a little weird though because I transferred my character to my 3DS for my Wii U, and then I looked at my character one more time on Wii U, and it, it spazzed out the next time I tried to upload my character from my 3DS to my Wii U because like, whoa, hold up there, partner. You messed around with your character and your Wii U since last time. You, oh, yeah. you could be you could be losing some progress. We can't allow that. So to make absolutely freaking sure you want to do this, you need to go into your Wii U and delete that save game first. <laughs> I'm like, fuck you, Wii U. Fuck you. So I learned a hard lesson that day. Once you transfer a character from one platform to the other, don't mess with, with that character yeah. again. Just don't. 
Um, but anywho, lots and lots of fun. Hey, there's a lot of things we didn't go over. Lots of questions. Mr. Apps and I, we are both very active on Twitter. I'm at JC Servant. He's at Ask Wheels. Feel free to tweet us anytime you have Monster Hunter questions on any yeah. of these games. We are we are happy to answer. If you're stuck somewhere, you got some questions you want somebody to hunt with, reach out to us. We love Monster Hunter. We're happy to talk with you. Uh, Good luck getting me to shut up. Yeah, yeah, right? <laughs> hey, we'll get you on Skype, and we'll just talk your ears bleeding while we're hunting monsters. Yeah, that's what... So, cool. I think that's about it for Monster Hunter. Uh, I guess we're going to take a break, and we're going to come back and wrap this up with a very quick final lap. Also play stories, people. Also play stories. Oh, also play stories. Yeah. <laughs> Hashtag play Monster Hunter stories, which I haven't done yet. Apps keeps like talking to me like I'm sleeping. He he just he he calls me up. He says I'm like I'm like hello, and it's Apps just whispered Monster Hunter story. Do it. It's like damn you, Apps. What about you, Phil? Are you going to chime in to say play Monster Hunter World? Yeah, play Monster Hunter World. Uh, you know, you know, if you haven't played a Monster Hunter at all, and you have all the systems, including a PlayStation Four or an Xbox, uh. That's, it is really, I will say, Mr. Apps, I, I do want to say go to Monster Hunter World first, just because the barrier to entry, like, my friends who get into Monster Hunter World get hooked. And with 4, if 4 is your first entry, and you've never played a Monster Hunter game before, I've seen people just still, the barrier's a little high on that one, just kind of walk away. I, I feel like the retention rate is a little bit higher with world. But I also feel like that once you really get into it, four offers you more in the long run. Yeah, if yeah. that makes sense. Yep. So if you're not been in the series at all, take that for what it's worth. If you got if you got the time to spare and you can stick with it, I would say definitely go for Monster Hunter 4 Ultimate. But if you're a more impatient gamer and you need visuals to keep you hooked first, start off with World. And then let it get you hooked. And then when you can't get enough, come to four. Come over to the real game. No, I'm just kidding. Join the dark side. At least until they release Monster Hunter World Ultimate. All right. We're, we're really stopping this time for the final. We'll be right back.
Welcome back. This is the final lap, uh, where we just kind of talk about what we're doing and all kinds of stuff. Whatever. Kitchen sink, because we're tired. Uh, Mr. Apps, what's what's some kitchen sink for you, stuff for you? Have you done anything new on the site lately? Anything you want to talk about? Well, I finished Secret of Mana for review recently, but I will not be posting review until our brand new site goes up, because someone already beat me to the punch for review number one of Secret of Mana. Who could that have been? Someone on this show. Uh, Phil, the... you've, you really got the review bug in you again. <laughs> but uh, funny enough, you arrived at, I think, the same score I may end up at as well, once I finish writing it. But yeah, Secret of Mana, pretty good. Um, but made me, I think, realize that the original game that I loved so much in my memory was a bit of a janky mess. But still really good. Just... Absurdly janky. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it wasn't until people talked about this new one that I rec- remembered, oh, yeah, you you couldn't have the characters be off the screen. They they all had to be on the same screen together. That was kind of annoying some of the yeah. time. Yeah, yeah. And uh, missing things a lot was also weirding me out. But, yeah, that did happen in the original a lot, too. And leveling up magic is a pain in the butt, too. Yeah, I distinctly remember actually trying to do it up to level 8 for everybody in the last time I played on the Super Nintendo, but I just said screw it and didn't consciously sit around and cast spells over and over this time. I Because uh, you can just use magic more or less in the game, and because your magic points get refilled when you get a level, you can get enough levels that way. Yep. And the only one I really did any sort of grinding for was uh, Dryad, just because you need it. It's a bit beneficial to have a higher level for him for the last boss. But it, I mean, even then, I didn't like go to eight or anything. I don't think I only made it up to four, and that was enough. Yeah, for the girl, I think I only had four level four for Dryad. For the sprite, I think I had it up to six or seven because yeah. burst was a really powerful spell. Yeah, I was gonna say it's a lot easier with the sprite just because of the burst, whereas. The other one, you have to try and resurrect your characters a bunch, or... Uh, or you use keep using magic. wall. Yeah. And uh, that's, <laughs> unless you're doing it in town, then you're going to be constantly casting wall on all the enemies, and you probably don't want to do that. Yeah, yeah. because then if you need to heal anyone, you kind of have to like heal the enemies so it reflects back onto your characters or something. <laughs> it's just... Or use items. Or that, yeah. Uh well, it, it's nice that the final boss of Secret of Mana is no longer a mess of polygons when it swoops at you. Yeah. <laughs> I guess. Yeah. And some of the new remixed music is pretty good. Some of it, it barely sounds like anything I recognize. It remember how cool Thanatos' battle theme was? Yeah, I this had to new... switch I had to switch back to the original music against him. I just had to. <laughs> I probably should have, but I yeah, it, it doesn't sound anything like the original no, theme now. It, it really doesn't. <laughs> but he talks to you. Ooh. <laughs> All of the human enemy. I'm sorry. The things that looked like humans until they started fighting you, they talk to you now. Yeah. Makes such a big difference, right? Yeah. I, I did like the new scenes in the end with the characters interacting. Those were mostly fun. 
Yeah, and some of the th- some of their discussions at the inn, which of course I just happened upon whenever I stayed, and oh hey, hey, remember how we were just sneaking into the empire about ten hours ago? <laughs> Let's talk about that now. Wait, but uh, but we're on the mana fortress. I forgot all about that. Never mind. Yeah. We're talking about sneaking into the empire. Yeah, that's that was pretty funny. It basically builds up a backlog, and <laughs> if you want to watch them all, you have to keep staying at the end until you get through it. I guess that's a good reason to go level your spells because you'll have to stay at the end a bunch. Yeah. Except I didn't do that this time. Oh well. Yeah. Um. So yeah, that that is the recent game that I played and reviewed. I will have a review up for Lufia, The Legend Returns, pretty soon, in which I come down hard on it. Uh, which one is that? Is that a That's game the Game Boy, Boy Color one. Okay. The one where somebody thought it would be a great idea to have every dungeon look identical and be all randomly generated. Ooh, that sounds and they bad. all have the same items. Yuck. And, and the... Who made the decision for a game to have the, it constantly tell you press start for more information about the item and then when you press start it gives you more information and then when you stop pressing start the information goes away and it tells you to press start again. Who thought that was a good idea? If you've got space on the screen to show me the information, just show it to me without having me press start all the damn time. Sounds like this is a surefire 5 out of 5. You know it. <laughs> Especially when it got that old Natsume localization treatment of 2001 era, so it's oh, rife with spell no. characters and <laughs> grammatical crap and what the hell am I what the hell are they talking about? But don't you worry cuz it also has a total of 12 playable characters. Oh. And especially once you get to some of them, hey, I've joined. I won't say anything. It is kind of funny though when for a couple of scenes, all of the characters pop out of the main character, like in Shining Force. Or, <laughs> I remember somebody finding that hilarious at the end of Scenario 2, Shining Force 3, where all of Median's party just jams into his pockets or something. <laughs> That's apparently what happens in Luffy of the Legend Returns when all 12 characters start talking and then, boom, they're all gone again. They're in his pocket. I... Yeah, that's really the major thing I've been playing lately because um, I hate myself. Apparently, <laughs> sounds so, like you, need, you sounds like you need some monster hunter in your life. That that's that was my takeaway. That 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 needs more monster hunter. Are you trying to tell me that monster hunter will be more rewarding than Lufia: The Legend Returns? <laughs> I think I need to send Mister Minky a copy of Monster Hunter just for therapy purposes. <laughs> I have like, extra cartridges lying around. That can't be. I had so much fun with Lufia: The Legend Returns. Every oh time gosh. that I got that I got that I attacked an enemy from the rear clearly because it was shaking there and I got in its back and it didn't get me a preemptive strike because the game doesn't know when to give you a preemptive strike. But every time the enemy gets you from the back, your formation is busted up because that's funny. <laughs> oh, yeah. You need some therapy in the form of a monster hunter game. Uh, or, or, or enemies that, because the game thinks it would be fun, they heal themselves fully each turn, and then they attack you. Mm. So you have to kill them in one turn. Mm. Doesn't that sound great? Oh, boy. Um, before, I, before I tell you what's on this in the universe, 
I I will say, yeah, I forgot to mention, hey, we got comments. We have a board. We have a forum over at forums.rpkaper.com. Uh, last week we talked about, our last show, we talked about Fragile Dreams. DCHAP has a really great post on there. You need to go and read. But it talks about the sadness of Fragile Dreams and how sad it is. And sometimes you just want the feels. And he or she, you know, basically supports a lot of the sentiment that we heard on the podcast. Uh, I'll I'll just, uh, without reading the whole thing, I'll just mention that he or she says at the end, you know, that the game uh, had a really great emotional sad story that almost made him or her cry. Uh, the game has horror elements and the game uses the Wiimote as a flashlight, which is, in their opinion, honestly, a brilliant mechanic. And one of the examples of the Wii controls enhancing a game in a way that way that's unique to the system. So, uh, <laughs> and it's a game that never got the credit it deserved. So, you can read the for, full post uh, over at forums.rpgamer.com. You can leave your own comments as well as tweet us and all that. We'll give you more of that animation as we wrap up at the end. As for me, I know this is going to shock you when playing Monster Hunter, but <laughs> barely. What? Yeah, I know, Where right? Where did this come from? I know it's madness, and in fact, it's March Madness. Because one of the things I talked about just a little bit on Twitter and on my personal blog uh, is that I'm going back to doing my month of games. I just feel like I need more variety in my gaming. And I did this years ago. A lot of people have heard of JRPG July. And and I forget what Isn't was her name. Isn't there a JRPG January or June? What? It's there are too July. many months. It's July. It's JRPG July that gets focused on because that was the blog started by, and the name escapes me because it's like past 1130 now, uh, but uh, you can Google it up. But it's a young lady who, who really was the one who got that movement really going. We've gotten on board with it, RP Gamer, lots of people tweeting about it. It's super, super fun, and it's a super fun reason to play JRPGs in July and be part of that, you know, that movement. With that being said, once I had done that once or twice, I was like, you know, being kind of the creative person that I am like, well, what can we do with the other months? So I came up with a full, full 12 month and MRPG March, ARPG April. And I've assigned something to every single one of those. It's detail my blog. So as I go through each month, I'll mention here on the show, what I'm doing this month and what next month is for me. Uh, and so this month was March madness RPGs. Anything goes month for our role-playing games every month. It's something. Um, so, but March madness is just that. Now I have, I mentioned on my blog, that on a side note, I have some friends who argue that MRPG March really stands for Monster Hunter RPG. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know anybody who would do that, Mister Apps, but just just it's it's possible. Yeah, hey, I've been playing Monster Hunter Stories and Monster Hunter Four, Monster Hunter World. I know, so right? It fits it's, for me. It's I mean, there's so many Monster Hunter games each year. You could do a different Monster Hunter game, you would never run out. Uh, and 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 so at the end of each month, I'm gonna do. Uh, a review on my blog. Uh, maybe I'll start putting up on the site. I know we're doing a revamp, and and our editor in chief and I have been in discussions about some some how some of my stuff that normally doesn't quite fit into our old website box would work really well with with what our vision for the fu- near future is. So you might start seeing some of that. Uh, in the meantime, you can just follow my Twitter and follow the links to my blog if you're interested. But I'll start doing reviews on those. And they're not really true reviews because some of those games I won't finish by the end of March. Like Monster Hunter, I'll be lucky just to finish low rank by the end of March. So I might carry on into April uh, or it might be a future month that I do. So probably not April because April is American RPG month. I know you thought action RPG, right? Ha <laughs> ha, that's August. 
uh, American RPG, which is another way of saying Western RPG. So, um, so you're not going to be playing any European RPGs or Bioware because Bioware is Canadian. Ooh. American RPG means North and South. It doesn't just mean United States of America, Mister Mankey. <laughs> okay, broaden your mind a little bit. Okay, just broaden but it. The Witcher comes from Poland, right? You know, I was on the fence about Witcher <laughs> because that is you're right. That is definitely European uh, all the way. So I don't know about the Witcher. But I would certainly argue that a lot of the Bioware games or whatever, Baldur's Gate, which is D&D based, D&D fantasy, which comes from America. You just somewhere. play Cosmic Star Heroine. Cosmic Star Heroine. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, an American made JRPG inspired game, which yes. I, which it's means fun. it could qualify for a whole lot of things. I would call that cheating. I would also that would also be my choice. <laughs> so there you go. So uh, so I'll probably I'm I'm thinking about trying uh, try trying to actually get through Oblivion or actually got through. Are you? Do you think all of April will be enough for that? Well, because I've already got a save game. <laughs> Maybe I'll actually okay. get further in it. Well, if you stick, the question is with Oblivion, especially, is how far do you go off the beaten track and get sucked into the side stuff? Or is it really all about the side stuff and not really about the story? Now, if you're doing an official RP Gamer review and you're trying to knock it on a decent time, then you're just focused on the main story. But the real allure, arguably the real allure of those Elder Scroll games is all the side shit, especially with Oblivion, it, you know, with the DLC or whatever it's called. There's some really imaginative <laughs> stuff in those side things. So maybe that's really real fun. I don't know. You'll have to read my blog to find out. Uh, but I'll do a little. I'll do, and I'll do my own kind of review scale on that. It won't be the standard scale. It'll be actually, if you're familiar with the completionist YouTube videos, I kind of like that. I'll just say that. Uh, but there, there's there's a method to my man. So and May is Mobile RP Month, by the way. Which thankfully, I heard a lot of the Monster Hunter games are mobile. They are. They are. So there you go. I'm not sure how well Monster Hunter controls will work on mobile. You know, what's really really funny is people think when people say mobile, they automatically think mobile phones. No, no. Mobile means any any form of portable gaming. There's no PRPG. Oh, you're just saying that because there's no month that starts with H, so there's no handheld month. Handheld month? Yeah, there you go. I know, right? Uh, you know, what's really funny is before cell phones come out, you really thought mobile gaming, I mean, if somebody came up to you and say, hey, do you do any sort of mobile gaming? You would have presumed they were talking about your DS or your Game Boy Color or whatever, have you? You, But nowadays, if you say mobile gaming, yeah, I guess the initial thought is, oh, you mean my cell phone? The funny thing is, I don't play games on my cell phone. I tried that for, for a year or two. I was doing a lot of the Clash Royale and stuff, and I hate those games. No, I gave up. No. I carry DS wherever I go now. I gotta be armed with real gaming. So I have my 3DS and my Vita, and my phone is actually broken at the moment, so I'm definitely not playing anything on it. Hmm. I just, uh, yeah, I, you know, I was, I was spinning for, for, I was in the Clash of Clans for a while with my, re- with some of my relatives, and later on after that Clash Royale, and at some point, you know, those games are designed to keep you playing. You know, they're very well designed. You earn coins, and it kind of feeds into a gambling loop. Uh, plus you're grinding your way up the ranks and the such. But I realized, wait a minute, I'm playing the same game over and over again. Wouldn't I rather be playing Monster Hunter? And so there we go. And so I gave it all up to play more Monster Hunter. All right. So anyways, uh, but that's it. Uh, yes, I also, by the way, as a side note, 
actually wrote a review at RP Gamer. You might want to go check it out. The little game called Monster Hunter World. Uh, so that's what I, I actually did something on the website for once. Yay! Mike's excited. All right. Monster this, Hunter World? What is that? I've never heard of such a thing. Yeah. This is the part where we remind you that RPG, RPG back. Whoa. RPG Backtrack is full of static. RPG Backtrack is a production of RPGamer.com, your source for news reviews and home to debate guest gaming community on the net. Boy, I should really put this into an automated message at the end because I'm tired. Hey, I will tell you that you can hit me up at Twitter. I'm at JC Servant. This is Ask Wheels, where the Monster Hunter people and Mr. Minky, <laughs> who plays everything else but Monster Hunter, that he is at Jume Sin. S-Y-N at the end. But you can hit us up on Twitter. We're all very big on there. So tweet us tweet us all up, and we'll be happy to answer your questions on the show. Uh, give I don't us think I'm as big as either shows. of you, but if you ask me, I will answer. Yeah. And if you got you got ideas for future shows that we haven't covered yet, because we've covered a lot, um, you got questions, whatever, we're, we're happy to listen in uh, and talk about it. So you can do that all on Twitter. Uh, you can hit up at rpgamer.com. We have forums over there. You can post on those forums as well. Uh, we have a lot of other podcasts on there. If you like this podcast, check out RPG Cast and the Active Topical Banner and the Q&A Quest. They're all over at rpgamer.com. You can also find those, of course, I'm sure, on the Apple Store and all, all on your favorite um, podcast finder. That I, I use a podcast finder, a podcast addict on my... Oh, that's a great app. I love it. It's great. It pulls up all my favorite podcasts. And I can listen to them on that freaking long drive to Park City. I do. But yeah, yeah. Ch- uh, you check us all out. Uh, I think that's about it. I'm freaking tired. Mr. Mickey, put us to bed. I think we should have a monster that operates only at night and just bludgeons people into unconsciousness. And I'm not sure if we'd even try to fight it at this point. Good night. Good <laughs> night.